Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Steely Dan on Rock 102. A little bit of snow out there this morning. Seems to have uh, slowed down, but you're likely to get more tonight after midnight. Partly cloudy today and a high of 29 for tonight. Cloudy. And then they're talking about some flurries starting around midnight, continuing through the morning. Uh, Tomorrow looks about a high of 40. It's currently 19 degrees in downtown Springfield. Hey, this will be novel. Steve Nagel is back today. Yes, he's back. That's kind of exciting. Also, Scott Cohen will be here. There's loads of football to talk to Cohen about this morning. And also, another code word for Code Word Alexa. That's coming up around 7.50 this morning. Your chance at maybe winning yourself an Amazon Echo Dot later on today. It's 5.36 on Rock 102. The Amazon Echo Dot is the new Field Classic Rock. It's 551 in Journey on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 29. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It's uh, 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash Ma. with Steve and Nagel? I uh, haven't done this in so many weeks, I don't even know uh, what to do anymore. It's kind of like riding a bike, though, Steve. Uh, you, re- just, you just get up, you pedal. When you fall down, and you will, you just get back up, dust yeah. yourself off, you start pedaling all over again. Uh, so I saw this meme over the weekend of uh, of Bob Saget and Betty White, and Bob Saget says, hey, what do you think we should have for dinner? And Betty White says, how about meatloaf? meatloaf. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then uh, and then Louis Anderson dies as well uh, on Friday. You know what? Uh, Louis Anderson was like one of the first celebrities I ever interviewed, and he was a very, very genuinely nice man. Yeah, he always seemed like he would have been like he, very he's, humble. He's actually nicer than you think he'd be. That's what? how nice he was. Yeah, but I never even thought he was like a mean guy. Like, no. Even watching through his stand-up, and uh, you know, he was in... He had small roles in a lot of different little movies. And he stuff. was, but I'm telling you, he was so nice that after the conversation is over, you sit back and go, "Oh wow, what a really, what a really nice man he was." And he, he would say, "Do you want to go out for a coffee or a scone later?" Well, he, he actually yeah. asked for a dozen scones, but that's not the, really the point. Yeah, like uh, all these celebrities die when I go on COVID leave. <laughs> That'll teach you. Yeah, what the hell. Uh, Regina King and her family are asking for respectful consideration in the wake of the death of the actor's son by suicide. Ian Alexander Jr. just turned 26 Wednesday. His death was confirmed in a family statement on Saturday. King had her son with her ex-husband, record producer Ian Alexander Sr. They divorced in 2007 after 10 years. The younger Alexander was a musician and DJ who often went with King to red carpet events and had described her as a, quote, super mom. The, uh, the actor who plays Harry Potter on Broadway has been fired. Producers of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child say they cut James Snyder after getting a complaint from a female co-star about his conduct. What was he doing? He was cursing her, if you know what I'm saying. Cursing? And an independent investigation led to him being fired. Producers didn't say what Snyder did, and the actor didn't reply to a request last night for comment. Meanwhile, the female co-star is taking leave from the show, which won a Tony Award for best new play in 2018. Uh, man, my Hogwarts are itching today, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got a sorting hat for you, I you bet. put on. I bet. Yeah. yeah, now you're talking. After being knocked off. He puts the whore in Horcrux. <laughs> giggity. Uh, after being knocked off its perch as the nation's number one movie, Spider-Man No Way Home has fought its way back to the top of the box office heap. 
It took in $14.1 million over the weekend, leapfrogging past Scream, which is now second. Sing 2 is number 3. I'm not sure I want to go see a movie that says No Way Home. To me, that sounds like a hostage situation. Like, well, I'm, like I'm actually walking into something that could be deadly. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Did you watch SNL and all with uh, when they were making fun of Joe Biden? I did not. Talking about uh, how everybody should just stop seeing Spider-Man. And the, and the way they just... They kind of uh, encapsulated Joe Biden's like old man craziness in the whole thing, right? And they're like, you know what you guys got to do? Stop seeing Spider-Man. Think about it. Spider-Man comes out two weeks later. Everybody gets sick. It's all Spider-Man. <laughs> Stop seeing Spider-Man. And he kept saying it over and over and over again. And oh. I'm like, this is the kind of first conversation you probably have with this. Maybe guy. he brings. Maybe he brings a good point. Uh, for a math, or I'm sorry, for a man with a string of rock hits, Meatloaf would insist he was no singer. The musician who died last Thursday at 74 said in a 1999 interview that he just portrayed the characters in his tunes. His acting chops helped to Meatloaf have a side hustle in the movies. He was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Fight Club, Roadie, and Wayne's World. I think it was B BT's was his name in. Uh, I can't even say the name. <laughs> remember in the Fight Club. I don't even know if I if I remember it. Uh, I can't say it out loud because I don't think it's one of those. Could you words could you can... mime it like uh, a like a Marcel Marceau type of thing? Okay, so it's the B word. Okay, and then the T word because he had these giant things. Television sets. No. Uh, uh, toenail clippers. Chesticles. I'm not sure what you're getting at. Yeah, okay. Well, forget it. Uh, attempt, I'm not going to try to try to remind you of somebody if you don't remember them. Well, I'm just well. I'm just seeing if you could uh, if there's a way around getting what you were trying to get at. Well, he, he who's a who's a chunky guy uh -huh. in uh, in in the Fight Club. Yeah. He has long hair. Yeah. And uh, he had giant man breasts. Why don't you just say that? Well, because I can't say what they what his nickname was. We well, just said man breasts. No, I can't say what his nickname was. <laughs> his nickname in the movie. Well, that's like too bad. The, I almost feel like uh, I'm missing out on some information here. I don't. Uh, well, you know, it's like if I described to you, if I said to you, uh, the the big guy from the Goonies, and you'd be like, oh, chunk. And you're like, no, 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 the other guy with the uh, the thing, and he uh, and I could, you know, you couldn't remember his nickname. I can't remember his nickname. You don't remember his nickname? I don't remember his nickname. Sloth? Sloth? You don't remember that? No, not really. Okay, I didn't even see the movie. You were the one <laughs> telling me how great this movie was, and I had to go see it. I've only seen bits and I'm pieces trying, of it. I'm really just trying to get you to do some exercises here, because you've been gone for so long. What do you mean, exercises? I've been well, doing get your, your, your juices back. Get your flowing heavy again. Listen, man, my juices were back last Monday, and I couldn't be here. And then look what, and then look what you left. Uh, this gives new meaning to the term party boat. SNL stars Colin Jost and Pete Davidson have bought a decommissioned Staten Island ferry and plan to turn it into a nightclub. They and uh, club uh, owner Paula Italia won an auction last week for the boat, which fetched $280,000. That's it? $280,000 for a giant ferry boat? That seems a little cheap. That seems like a deal, doesn't yeah. it? Wow. The uh, boat shuttled people between Manhattan and Staten Island from 1965 until last August. On uh, SNL, Jost and Davidson were on Weekend Update joking about the purchase. Of course, what do you do when you need $600,000 of repair to your $250,000 boat? Yeah, that's true, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, you I mean, probably got to put $2 million into it to get it back into shape. I mean, it's been decommissioned, right? Yeah, so that means all the stuff has been taken out. Yeah, that's right. So it's all, it's all a big sloppy mess. 
I went on this really nice one down in uh, Savannah, Georgia, on the river. On the they had like the river uh, boat ride. Yeah, it was really fancy. It was like a each level had a different. You know, the scumbags were down on the bottom with the rest of us, <laughs> and then you wanted to pay more, you could go up to the top of it. it was I was on a, I was on a beautiful uh, ferry from uh, Point Judith to Block Island once. Oh yeah, so beautiful the way it was covered in vomit. I went on a ferry from uh, from uh, Hoboken, New Jersey to Staten Island. Wow, man. Nice. You talk about a comfort cruise. No kidding. That's it right there. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blue with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Okay, let's get this out of your system. Yes. I am aware that the Green Bay Packers lost to the 49ers on Saturday. And yes, I am aware that the Packers did not look so hot after they got past the first quarter. I'm also aware they got beat by a quarterback that only completed 11 of his passes. And yet, despite your hurtful instant messages, your cruel and ill-spirited posts, your savage, hate-fueled text, I'm still a loyal fan of the Green Bay Packers. I especially like the ones that poise the comparison between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Boy, that one aged well. Your spiteful projections seem to fall flat, as Tom Brady would then become the second quarterback in less than 24 hours to lose at home to an inferior team from California on a heartbreaking field goal, dashing the hopes and dreams of his loyal fans who were under the delusion that Tom Brady is somehow a mythical unicorn that simply cannot be beaten. And yet, there he was, losing to the Rams in a three-point heartbreaker. Just like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers did the night before. Well, I gotta tell you, folks, your hurtful barbs, your painful statements, your passive-aggressive intonations have no real effect on me whatsoever. Because being a loyal fan is like loving your children. You don't love them because they're good. You love them because they're yours. And besides, hate to break it to you dopes, but the two best quarterbacks in football are neither Tom Brady nor Aaron Rodgers. It's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Now, those guys were crushing it last night in what was probably the most incredible football game that I've seen in decades, and yet it had almost nothing to do with Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. It had everything to do with the next generational quarterbacks who looked better than either one of those old guys. So go on. Keep sharing those Aaron Rodgers memes, your ironic posts, your shameless comments. In my head, I'm already on to next season and the upcoming draft because that's how I pick up after myself, not by crapping on somebody else's carpet like so many of you seem to enjoy. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Snow, ice, Rockies. Before or after the storm, get anything from ice scrapers to snow blowers. Everything you need for the storm available right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. It's Skinner on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 29. Tomorrow, cloudy with some snow showers. It looks like in the forecast, a high of 40. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. It's good to have you back. I don't mind if I, uh, you know, I don't feel uh, ashamed or weird saying that. Good to be back, Bex. You don't really mean oh, that. Oh, man. Uh, what, what an awful, awful time I had. For the last couple of weeks here. Well, this is last uh, week you were supposed to be on vacation. That's a hell of yeah. a lousy way to go on vacation. Well, uh, three days before vacation, uh, I was here, and I wasn't feeling that great. And I was asking you, hey, when you got this thing, did you feel, like, tired or 
Because I just remember uh, the previous night, I right. just wanted to go to sleep like very early. And then I woke up and I felt okay. And then I came in here. And then, uh, you know, we had uh, Ray Barry and Dave Ratner here where I just kind of shook both their hands and kissed them both uh, yeah, while was, they were here. Yeah, there was no distancing involved in either one. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, I said, you know what? I should really go get tested because I'm starting to not feel that great. So, but you're uh, also, now you were also scheduled to go on a trip. Well, I was supposed to go to uh, to Orlando on Saturday of that, right. that week, and uh, that all got discombobulated. Once I got the the, uh, I, I went and got a test somewhere, and uh, I don't want to say where. You know what to rhyme with? I can't tell you that. Uh, but it's uh, it's my own private little uh, thing. I wound up uh, knowing somebody. I got a test, and I got the results back. Your own. Private little thing. Oh yeah, I got I got something going. People on. have been beating their heads against the wall yeah. trying to get their hands on a on a rapid yeah, test, okay. and yet you somehow know a guy. Well, I'm Steve Nagel. What do you want? What do you want uh, from me? <laughs> I I can't listen. That's the whole idea of doing this job. Oh, we don't I know. get the money. We get the perks. The been one of the perks happens to be that uh, I can go get a test somewhere. I know where to get one. All right. Okay. But I can't tell you where I got it from. That's all right. Anyway. You, don't, you don't have to tell me uh, who this person is mm -hmm. that has extra tests. Yeah. By the way, I got one of his Gladware containers. Going to make sure you get him back. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I got to yeah. make sure you get him back. To anyway, him. so anyway. I, get, I get the uh, I get the the test uh, results back, and I just went. Mother and I, you know, I swore. I, oh yeah, uh, I was yelling, uh, and then the the poor lady uh, on the other end of the phone was like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, no, 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 I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the universe. Yeah, you're just you're, you're just the yeah. messenger. You're just a small cog in a ever expanding situation. So then I had to uh, to 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 break it to my girlfriend. We were gonna go all go down to Orlando for like five days right. and then, uh, do a couple of days at, at some of the parks and and things like that. Uh, but that got squashed. Immediately, because there was no way. But you know what? This was the mentality that I was thinking. Like, it, a part of me was like, I don't feel that bad. I should just get on it. We should just go. And yeah. then I'm thinking, you can't do that. No. Because that's how this thing is spreading all over the place. Because And you'd be flying there. So you would yeah. be locked up in a, in a, in a very s small fuselage where other people would be well, sitting. And the other thing was, like, y you know... Everybody has a different reaction to this virus. So I don't want to be 1,300 miles away from home and then no. having to be in a hospital somewhere. And uh, and then, you know, you've been spreading that everywhere you've gone. Now, did you, you – so you're going to go with uh, your girlfriend and, his, and her kids, right? Yeah, and her kids, yeah. Did she go without you? No, no, she, she stayed because wow. then – Wow. Well, this is a serious relationship all of a sudden. Well, it's a very serious relationship. Well, I'm just saying, but a we're lot of relationships, they'd say, well, then screw you. I'm going with my kids. Uh, she could have done that. I actually wouldn't have minded if she did. But yeah, but, I, I, but I the think, fact that she did it without having you beg for it, well, because I, I think says she actually likes you. Yeah, but I also think that, you know, uh, there's other things involved of like, okay, well, I've never been to a theme park with two kids on a big plane trip. Mm. I need that help from mm. another adult. Sure, yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, but either way, uh, so the trip was then canceled because we couldn't possibly go on this trip to, no, to, no. to Orlando. You made the right choice. Uh, and then, well, here's the weird thing. As soon as I got the positive results back, my first call was to the school to say, I bet you they want to take my kids out of school now because I'm positive. Sure. It's not the policy anymore. 
the well, policy. What's the, what's the policy? Well, it used to be if you had uh, you know a tickle in your throat, there's uh, the big sign with DEFCON 5 automatically moves to DEFCON 1, and then everybody's got to go home and, and be right. sprayed down with gel and wrapped in a rubber glove. Uh, but that doesn't happen now. The new guidelines are, well, if you're positive and you're at home, but your kids are not symptomatic, not positive, uh, but vaccinated, which they are, then they can go to school. I decided not to bring them to school because yeah. I felt that at least for that initial five days, that they shouldn't be around other people not, because... Yeah, not to be critical of your school yeah. system, but that sounds like a horse crap policy it's, to me. It's not the school system. This is the state. And I don't know if you've read this article last week. By the end of this month, everything is going to be on the honor system. There will be no yeah. more test and stays in school... There will be no more anybody telling you you have to stay home because you're positive for COVID. Did you read this article last week? I, I did read it. And it's, it's horse based, crap. It is horse crap because of all the stuff that they've been telling us to do for the last two years, all of a sudden just magically goes away and goes, well, you're on your own now. See, what the? Uh, it's not just the state of Massachusetts doing this. It's a lot of states that are doing it. You know, they're so afraid to say, let's go back to remote learning. Yeah. They're, they're so worried about having to make that call that what they're doing is they're basically putting everybody else in harm's way all over again. Yeah. Teachers, staff, everything. And, and it, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you, if, if, a, if a teacher gets sick, it's no one, I mean, you can't blame anybody. It's just, you know, this is a wildly contagious, you know, virus. Right. But what are you supposed to do? It's like, you know, why are you putting people in harm's way? Not everybody in a school is vaccinated, whether it's students or staff. There are plenty of uh, you know, staff and students that, that are not. So if you're going to say, well, it's okay to bring them back as long as they're not showing symptoms, yeah. they're still carrying it. It's, 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 it's not like it's not yeah. being so anyway, shared. I kept them home for a few days until yeah. because I figured the holiday weekend, at least we could go by through all that. Right. And see yeah. where we are at that. And they, I tested them both like three times. The kids, these kids probably thought they were like some little lab rat or something. I'm like, here, take another test. Take another test. Yeah, but they're old enough to understand it, though. They are old enough to understand it. They don't, it doesn't really bother them to do it. Yeah. It's just the anticipation of whether or not it's going to be positive by the time it's all said and done. But uh, they tested again negative yesterday. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, I did. I haven't tested myself, but it's also been 14 days now since the initial. Yeah, you're probably you're probably you've done the 10 days, and, mm -hmm. and the truth of the matter is, you could continue to test positive for, for up to 90 days. Up to 90 it. days. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, so anyway, uh, the kids are back in school, uh, and the boy is back in town. The boy is back in town, and I, uh, I said this on Facebook the other day. The moment I saw conjoined twins singing karaoke on Jerry Springer was the moment I said, "I really need to go back to work." <laughs> These two conjoined twins with their foreheads stuck together, yeah. and they're singing karaoke. Were they good? 
No, not really. Well, was, I mean, how, how? What's the bar of a quality uh, set uh, they at, were, at a conjoined twin singing act? They were as good as a conjoined twin singing act would possibly. Well, be. then there you go. But I, I did get to watch quite a bit of TV, just as much as you did. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm kind of sick of it. I got to tell you, I'm done with the TV. I can't watch anymore. There's only so much a person can stand. You know, I think the uh, the the deal is is if you are. If you retire, yeah. you set your own schedule. You're doing things. You, you choose to be as active as you can be. But when you're quarantined, you're really stuck doing nothing. Yeah. There's and, nothing to do. And I, yeah, I thank my, uh, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law for, for the, at least in that first week. They were bringing us food. And I couldn't be more thankful for that because you don't realize how much you miss not being able to go anywhere you possibly can. Yeah, right. You know, I had to. There was a the little market by my house. They they do the curbside thing if you call them, right? Right. But I'm like, I'm like trying to. I'm like calling them from outside the store, and I'm like, I'm outside, and then they're like bringing it out. And I'm like, I'm positive, and they're like dropping the groceries on the ground, going, get the hell out of here. No, they don't say that. <laughs> They're pushing up the driveway with a stick. No, but it's like, it's like you're 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 handling bombs. You know, like you're uh, you tell the hey, listen, I'm positive. Stay right there. Just drop the groceries right there on the ground. Okay, and then they go back inside. And then you go pick them up. But. We wound up eating nothing but garbage for mm. for two weeks. See, I didn't do that. Yeah, thankfully. no, we we did. I mean, if it uh, you know, if it came in a little Debbie's box, we were we were into it. We ripped through a lot of little Debbie's. A lot of chips, a lot of soup, a lot of a lot of a lot of ramen, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah, we I, we didn't do that. We at least had, and again, thankfully to my brother-in-law who like should have his own restaurant, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, feeding us food, we had like good. We had like these uh, carnitas tacos. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's and good then, stuff. Uh, and then we had uh, tortilla soup. Ooh, that's good too. And then uh, homemade meatballs. Ooh, that's and, good. Uh, spaghetti or ziti or whatever, and then uh, and all kinds of good things. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we had someone drop off shoyadels from uh, La Fiorentina. Ooh, Ooh man, that's some good. good stuff too. I love the shoyadels. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, again, there's only like there's only so much of that you can do. By the end, by by Friday, I was dying for a pizza. We ordered a pizza. <laughs> We're we're at the point now, so we're Jenny and I are both feeling well enough where we're saying, you know, maybe we should consider something that's healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? Maybe it's time to get back on that pony again. Well, listen, I was lucky enough. Not the worst symptom I had was last Friday, and my nostril, my right nostril, felt like it was burning all the way down to the back of my throat. Yeah. And I, there was nothing I could do about it, no matter what I did. But it was like every day was one symptom, and it was a different symptom. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I know some people that have gotten like a rash. Yeah, my last real symptom, other yeah. than like a dry, unproductive cough, was uh, was like an infection in my eye. Yeah, which yeah, which not which it seems crazy, but it's it's really not that unusual. And the more you read about, it, the more you see that other people report all these weird, different symptoms that they have. Yeah, you know, I had sweats the one the one day one day. It was maybe four or five hours, sweats, and that was it. And then there's all these people that will tell you, oh, see, you were vaccinated and you still got it. No, I was vaccinated, and it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Well, that was uh, that was my brother who uh, who was like, how's that vaccine working out for you now? And I'm like, uh, well, it's pretty mild, and I'm not on a ventilator, so I guess it's working out pretty damn good. There you go. It's uh, just about 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, partly sunny, I guess, today with a high of 29. 
Tomorrow, cloudy with some snow showers, high of 40. It is 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, I want to mention this uh, real quick. If you uh, ever miss a Baxton Nagel show or a Baxton O'Brien show or a Baxton Coombe show, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, you can always check out the uh, the Baxton O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can listen through your smartphone, your your uh, your your uh, your smart speaker, whatever device you're looking you you uh, you want, you can find it. Uh, also, want to check out uh, Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, uh, singer, songwriter, guitar player, and actor Marshall Crenshaw. He's uh, got a Ooh. couple of uh, a couple of reissues on the way and a brand new live album. So uh, Marshall Crenshaw on uh, BaxandO'Brien.com. That sounds pretty cool. Actually, it's a really cool interview. It's a very very uh, real genuinely cool guy. Uh, hey, let's laugh. Oh, I'm not ready for that. Oh, you're not. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. You know, there's two jokes I want to tell, and uh, and one of them I just have to go, you know what? Uh, let's turn a new leaf here. Let's not try to be so edgy anymore. Really? So we're going to go with the less edgy one. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. So Jesus and Satan have a discussion as to who is the better computer programmer. This, this, is, goes, the, this is the less edgy one? Yeah, this is the less edgy okay. one. Okay. Well, Jesus and Satan are computer nerds all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, this, goes, this goes on for a few hours until they come up with an agreement to hold a contest with God as the judge, right? Okay. So they sit themselves at their computers and they begin. They type furiously, lines of code streaming up the screen for several hours straight. Seconds before the end of the competition, a bolt of lightning strikes, taking out all of the electricity. And moments later, the power is restored, and God announces that the contest is over. He asks Satan to show what he's come up with, and Satan, visibly upset, goes, I got nothing. I lost it all when the power went out. And then uh, God says, well, very well, then. Let's see if Jesus fared any better. And then Jesus enters a command, and the screen comes to life in vivid display, and the voices of angelic choirs pour forth from the speakers, and Satan is astonished. He goes, how? I mean, I lost everything, and Jesus is everything back. How did he do it? And God says, Jesus saves. It's on the right top now, of that church. It's, it's a part of the joke part. Uh, Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. On Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. The most popular street name in America? Second. But in a Hyundai, you're always driving on Easy Street with our award-winning SUVs that come in first against the competition. For starters, every Hyundai SUV comes with America's best warranty and complimentary maintenance. Plus, the Hyundai Tucson, Santa Fe, and Kona SUVs are available with premium features like wireless device charging, Hyundai Digital Key, and Blind Spot Collision Avoidance Assist. The competition? Hmm, they must be back on 3rd Street, or 4th, maybe 14th. Hyundai, it's your journey. Own it. <laughs> 
Hurry in now to lease an all-wheel drive 2022 Hyundai Tucson for $199 a month or a 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe for $229 a month. New inventory is arriving daily. Hurry into your Western Mass Hyundai dealer today or visit buyhyundai.com to find the dealer nearest you. Call 661-615-2112 for complete offer details. Don't delay. These offers end soon. Hi, I'm Christopher Vialli, president of Cambridge Credit Counseling. Don't let holiday bills overwhelm you. If you're worried about your finances, Cambridge Credit Counseling will help you find solutions. Call us today at 1-800-CAMBRIDGE. It's just about 6.30 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. You're very welcome, Steve. Uh, it is a delight to have you back. You know, it's, like, weird to be back. Why After, is it weird? Because, like, uh, you know, I didn't do anything while I was, like, I didn't do a damn thing. Steve, I didn't do anything in your absence. Uh, well, yeah, you did. You did the show. You put it up on the web. But, did you uh, hear any of it? Uh, unfortunately, yes, I did. Hear it's almost like it's almost like I did nothing at all. I know. Uh, but it, it's it's weird to be uh, just going back to doing this after not doing it for the last what was it fourteen days now? Uh, fifteen no. days. I I, uh, I mentioned during uh, Hollywood Trash, it's kind of like uh, falling off a bike and getting back on. You you never really forget how to pedal, right? Oh, I always forget how to pedal. I can't even pedal when I'm pedaling. You're going to be fine. The uh, Springfield Fire Department was called to a car crash at 43 Harkness Avenue in Springfield Sunday evening. The vehicle crashed into a house, and that led to one person being transported to a hospital with no life-threatening injuries. But, uh, man, did you see this uh, this crash? I did. Did the guy uh, blow the horn, let the house know to get out of the way? I don't think he – I think the house just jumped out in front of him. I don't think he uh, he had time to blow the horn. Who had the right of way? Uh, I believe the house had the right of way. Huh. I'll which, be damned. Which I believe is always the case. You got to watch. That's the problem with Harkness. You got to watch out uh, with those houses uh, indiscriminately shooting out of the ground like that. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that can be a real, real pain in the ass. It can be dangerous, is what it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're just we're just getting back into the groove here, Bax. So don't worry about it. The uh, Holyoke Police Department <laughs> Narcotics Vice Division assembled a search warrant execution team for narcotics distribution on 50 West Street in Holyoke. The team consisted of FBI Western Mass Gang Task Force, Homeland Security Investigations, uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Task Force, and the Hamden County Sheriff's Office. On Friday, the warrant team was able to recover a large amount of heroin as well as various items used for illegal narcotics distribution inside of a home. Uh, according to the Holyoke Police Department. Uh, police arrested two of the suspects at the location, and they were taken into custody. Law enforcement officials identified the suspect as Ronnie Jacobs and Crystal Martinez, who were uh, both charged with uh, Class A traffic offenses. That sounds like a like a music duo. Jacobs and Martinez. It does, actually. Yeah. And I thought you were going to say, like, like Crystal Gale. Like, that would have been something. Yeah, that could, that, that would have been. Yeah. You know, where's where's she been? But I like uh, Jacobs and Martinez. It's like a Seals and Crofts kind of thing. I was thinking more like a, like a like a morning radio show. A morning radio. Oh, yeah, you know, like a, Jacobs and Martinez. Jacobs, it's the Jacobs and Martinez show. It's a how-to on how to package your heroin. See, <laughs> tell me there's not there's not an audience for that. How many podcasts are out there right now that have, <laughs> tell you how to package your heroin properly there and you go. come up with a funky name for it too. I was, for a while i was thinking about doing like baxi's heroin podcast it just didn't seem to take uh i wasn't willing to do what it would have taken to have done that kind of podcast and by that i mean the heroin 
Well, maybe we should do we should do something different. <laughs> the, I'm not sure the company would go for it. You got to reach the younger audience, you know. Oh, I know. The uh, Wilbraham Police Department is conducting an investigation following a single vehicle car crash that left one occupant dead Sunday morning. The crash happened in, uh, Sunday at 1:30 a.m. near 967 Main Street in Wilbraham. According to the news release, uh, the two people in the vehicle were transported to a nearby hospital by the Wilbraham Fire Department. One of the victims of the car crash was a man who was pronounced dead at the hospital, and the other person is currently being treated. Mm. The cause of the accident is still unknown, and the uh, Wilbraham Police Department, along with the Mass State Police and Hamden County Attorney's Office, are investigating. At no time, there is no other information. Um, but I guess the road was closed for a good 10 hours or so. Yeah, good long time. While they, uh, while they clean that up. Where, how far down night, um, that's, oh, that's where I used to live. Yeah, it was right uh, on Main Plus, Street and Sewell, and Sewell Road. I used to live on Sewell Road, like, like not even a tenth of a mile in. Yeah, I, I don't live that far from, it, uh, from like, you know, the, the town line, which is what, like two or three streets down. Yeah. You know, there was a the um, the street that was across from my house in Wilbraham. Yeah, was South Park Drive. Right now, so then when South Park became, you know, how many people stole that sign? Same thing in Longmeadows. The Longmeadows got a South Park, and there were people stealing that one too. I don't know if they really get it. Uh, I just uh, remember, uh, like, you know, I was into South Park, but I was never into vandalism of public property. See, when uh, when I was uh, in my youth, we we did have a couple of street signs. We had a construction horse with a flashing light. Uh, we also had a newspaper box. We had all those things. I don't know how we got them. Don't look at me. I wasn't the one who was pinching that stuff, but I was in possession. A newspaper box. Yeah, you know, like one of those newspaper oh, oh, yeah, boxes yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. where you you put a, a you know, like a like thirty five cents in, you can pull out the yeah, the newspaper. Gotcha. That's what I wasn't understanding. What yeah, it was. it was. I don't even. I don't even know how we got our hands on it. The uh, Westfield Public Schools transition program held a Big E Day, complete with a food court, music, and games at its Central Baptist Church program site on Elm Street on January twenty first. Special education teacher Sarah Arnett said it was the students' idea to reenact the Big E as something fun to do during COVID-19 restrictions. Did they charge them astronomical prices for all the things that were out there? (laughs) Do you have to uh, pay to park? Arnett said the uh, skills they use in the planning are all valuable in their transition into adult life. Students chose the food, decided on the food court style and pricing, and applied for jobs to staff the food booths or run games and had to interview for the jobs. They were also given $25... That's like in quotations, which right. I mean it really wasn't money, uh, in change and divided the money by the food they wanted, which they ordered in advance, and the activities they wanted to participate in. This is actually kind of cool. You this set up idea. your own little Big E, and you don't have to deal with the traffic, so the dead elephants. No. That's the, th- the dead elephants is the thing that keeps you away from that. <laughs> I'm actually beyond the dead elephant. Um, I haven't been in a couple years because I just, you know, I don't want to go to the big crowds, but did they have like the baked potatoes and the cream puffs? Uh, that's what I'm trying to trying to figure out here. It doesn't say what the menu was, but uh, it did say that they, you know, there probably was some sort of menu that they came up with. Going uh, cream puffs, which is just those eclairs from Stop and Shop. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like and anyone can bake a potato. Anybody can bake a potato. Yeah, doesn't take a whole hell of a lot of uh, know how to get that kind of. Thing on the table. Hey, that's actually a good question. How do you bake your potatoes? Directly in the oven? 
or do you put them in foil? Or does the foil come after a certain point? I don't even use the foil directly in the oven. Maybe yeah. with like a little bit of uh, olive oil on the skin, yeah. salt and pepper. It's all I need. I never know how long to cook the potato for either. Until it's done. I know, but I did that. I had a big potato a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I put it in the oven, and uh, it was in there for an hour, and it still wasn't done yet. It was at 450 degrees. What did you put in there, rocks? Nah, I was following some recipe. Recipes, nah, please. Don't, don't even get me going on that now. You know, here's another thing. Here, I'm, I'm at home, and we quarantine. I need something to do. Right. So I'm looking up all these different things to cook. You know, sure. let me try to get some recipes going, see what I got here already that I could turn into some sort of meal right. for later on. I cannot stand searching up a recipe for something and then having to read 10 pages of somebody's stupid blog. Oh, about how get... they came up with this recipe? Well, my aunt, aunt Fran came over and uh, she loved this and she used to give it to her boy. And then he had rickets and, uh, of course, the rickets went away after he ate this stuff. So then, uh, you know, his dad died in a drunk driving accident. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I yeah. don't want to read your life story. Mm -hmm. Just give me the ingredients and how much it's I got to cook <laughs> it for and I'm fine. And you got to scroll all the way to the bottom after all the family tragedy. To all find the pop-up ads, too. They're well, all loaded with pop-up pop ads. Pop-up ads and uh, and stories uh, that nobody wants to hear about. I yeah, know, yada, yada, I know. yada. I'm I know with you, you. You got a big cross to bear. I get it. Your daughter's in jail for uh, stealing cars and knocking over liquor stores. Wait, wait, yeah, Jenny the other day suggested <laughs> that I uh, use the crock pot. Yeah. Now I'm not. A, I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a real crock pot expert. I'm not real good with a crock pot. So. I'm on the uh, on the internet and I'm looking yeah. for crock pot recipes and yeah. the same thing. It's like I don't I gotta yeah. sift through all of this foolishness to find out what sounds good, only to find out that something that's in it is something I don't want to have. Well, that was the other thing. I mean, I look up this uh, recipe for a broccoli soup, sure, right? which apparently is very very easy to do, but you wouldn't have known that looking up the recipes because nobody gives you the freaking ingredients until the end of the web page. And you have to go through the whole thing. And then there was this one website that was like, best broccoli soup ever. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you go into it. And again, with the story about, uh, you know, our husband ran off with the, uh, and some then, other guy. And, and then you go through all that yeah. BS only to find out that the the, uh, the yeah. surprise ingredients is like sawdust and toenail clippings. Yeah. Like, I don't want that in my soup. And she's like, my son spends all his money on hookers, but you need two cups of broccoli florets for your, <laughs> for your recipe. First, make a roux. But first, let's yeah. talk about my infection. The first time I noticed that my son was having an excessive amount of sex with hookers, I went into his room and it smelled like broccoli. And that's when I decided that I should cook this broccoli <laughs> soup for my family. <laughs> it's like the unnecessary story uh, of, of the whole thing. You know, no one needs to know your life story. We just want to know how to make the soup. Well, and that's, again, uh, you know, I don't, like, when Barry uh, Krieger makes me soup, yeah, I don't question, like, what he put into it. Because whatever he, uh, like, that's his way of making it. So, he gave you and I, before uh, you went on break, uh, yeah. like, some kale soup. And it was very, very good kale soup. Yeah. But it would not have been how I would have made kale soup, but yet it was still good kale soup. So, I'm not going to question or second guess his ability to make kale soup. I like this kale soup. Kale soup is uh, is very good. Yes. Especially his. It's, it's very good. 
Um, but Barry didn't give either one of us his whole life story as he's handing us these containers of soup. And thank God for that. No offense to Barry's life story. I'm sure it's fascinating. Yeah, I uh, uh, I don't I don't know if I can. Well, I'll wait to tell that until afterwards because I don't know if I'm allowed to tell it or not. The story. Oh, okay. All right. It was about Barry. Well, it's, you know, uh, Barry's life has been in the public eye. So, uh, you know, no. what are you going to do? No, I guess we're not going to do much. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's an understatement. Uh, where was I looking? There was a, there was this house I was just looking at on Mass Live that had um, was it Mass Live or was it? Uh, oh, re- here it is. It's on twenty two. The this gracious home just outside of Milwaukee features modern amenities, plenty of historical charm, and four toilets side by side in the same bathroom. Yeah, I saw this, and it, it, it's in the town of South Milwaukee. And I lived in that town. This was not the house I had. To me, a bathroom should be a one-toilet op- you know, operation, not four in a row. That is a creepy, weird thing. A real estate listing in Wisconsin has gone viral thanks to the usual layout of its largest bathroom, which includes four side-by-side toilets with no dividers arranged directly in front of four separate sinks. Now, let me ask you this, Steve. Yeah. Because you've been a Massachusetts resident for long enough. You've yeah. been a homeowner in this state. Yeah. What do you think your Title V situation is going to be with four toilets side by side? Well, it's not about it's how many bedrooms it is. That's what the whole thing comes down to. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't uh, know. that's how I got screwed when I moved into my house. The uh, the folks that lived there before me didn't uh, have the house reassessed when they had the addition put on. Right. Which I don't understand why the assessor's office doesn't come out as soon as the permit is filed for something like that. Because there were permits pulled for all that stuff. But do you think, well, how come the assessor doesn't come out and go, oh, yeah, we got uh, we got bigger property now. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how they do it. Like, they should have done that years ago. You would think. So when they changed the house, when I bought the house, they only had a two-bedroom septic tank, which they needed to upgrade to a four-bedroom septic tank. Right. Now, I don't know how much I use... Well, I know in my house, I uh, I give that thing a real workout. So, yeah. you know, if I had the choice of four different toilets, yeah. you know I'm going to pick a favorite. It's going to be uh, about time where I get the thing pumped out soon, too. Oh, yeah, that's a good job. Anyway, this house, built in 1851, didn't originally feature four toilets in the same room. The uh, unique addition came later. After the first owners donated the South Milwaukee home to the Girl Scouts around 1920 or 1930. During their ownership, the organization went ahead and made several additions to better suit their needs, including the infamous bathroom, according to the listing agent, uh, Jane DeChristopher. Okay, so you made it into a home for multiple people to live in there, but why wouldn't you put dividers between the toilets? I don't right? understand Exactly. These are, these are literally side by side. I mean, you could kind of cubicle them out, I suppose. Well, really wanted to, but even that would be a tight squeeze in there. What's the difference of a bunch of dudes going into a trough at a ballpark and all standing next to each yeah, other but with they, their wings it, hanging out? I know. Hey, listen, I don't like it either. But you know, it's a you, you know, it's the kind of thing where you know, updated <coughs> plumbing is now each each guy gets an individual stall to use. You know, an individual yeah. urinal. You know, it gives us a sense of uh, individuality. I find. Yeah, I guess it does, but I mean, but the communal trough, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like that at all. Especially one there where you can see the guys across from you dude, using the same trough. That was the weird thing when uh, in the Syracuse War Memorial. Yep, which is kind of like the Civic Center in Springfield here. Yeah, 
the bathrooms were the the urinals was this giant circular fountain. It was like an old fountain. It was probably built in the 1920s or 30s. Yeah. And it was all like marble looking or whatever they use. Well, it's not marble. Oh, the craftsmanship use. was wonderful. Oh, yeah. but And it had these this water coming out almost like a water <laughs> fountain just yeah. pushing everybody's pee together and down the drain. Yeah. It was disgusting. It, it, it's, it's totally disgusting. And I'm like a 13-year-old kid standing across from some 50-year-old dude with his wang hanging out. Well, and you, like when in today's modern society, when you are in a at a urinal and the dudes next to you, you know, you're you're trying not to look. You you know, you're looking straight at the uh, at the at the porcelain in front of you. You know, back then when you got the trough, how do you not have eye contact I with a guy? That's what I'm saying. It's like you got to look down at your ding dong all day. I don't want to have eye contact with anybody yeah. in that situation, unless we're intimate. That's the only time I want the eye contact. I even even then I'm probably gonna look look to the side. I don't want to. Don't look at me. Don't, don't, don't look. Don't eye. look at me directly in the eyes while I do this. While you're looking at my junk from across the trough. I'm gonna have test anxiety. Yeah. Do I know you? No, but I recognize <laughs> that thing. <laughs> You've you're, been here before, oh, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. I know. I recognize that mushroom stamp anyway. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly cloudy with a high of 30 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40 and some snow showers in the uh, in the mix, but nothing too big to write home about. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Is the Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's at 651. And Steppenwolf on Rock 102. Partly to mostly cloudy today with a high of 30. Tomorrow, cloudy with some snow showers and a high of 40. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, next hour on uh, 7.50, we're going to give you the next code word for Code Word Alexa. As you know, the Amazon Echo Dot is the brand new radio. We're going to give you a chance to win one. We'll give you a new code word Then every uh, every weekday this week. And then all you got to do, this is so simple. You go to rock102.com before noon every day and enter that code word for your chance to win a brand new Echo, Echo Dot. We'll choose a different winner every weekday afternoon. And it's all brought to you by uh, the new Bud Light Next. 80 calories, zero carbs, coming out in February. And Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, what was I going to say? I watched all the things that I watched. Yeah. Let's say I watched Bob's Burgers. Which is actually a very funny show. I'm not into that. It took me a while. It took me a while, but after about 25, 30 episodes, I'm finally into it. <laughs> uh, only I don't because, think I got more than like two. You know what it was? It was just one of those things that <clears throat> like just happened to be on in the background and then just kept playing and I just kept watching it. Yeah. The Dark Side of the 90s was probably one of the best documentaries I've seen. Dark Side of the 90s. Yeah, What's that? It's, it's on Hulu. And it's like. It gives you all like uh, like the the background information on all like the things that were popular in the nineties. Like they were talking about the, the first episode is the all the talk shows, you know, the Jenny Jones, oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, how yeah. the guy killed himself, and right. how like 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 the his the story of Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer was actually supposed to be like a Phil Donahue type of type guy. Yeah. Where he ran a serious talk show, and then for all, the first three or four years of his career, and then all of a sudden it got good. It got good when he started doing goofy things, and it was funny because he was the one who said, "I'm never going to do anything crazy like that." And he wound up doing that crazy stuff because he probably realized how much money was in it. That's exactly why he did it. Um, but that that was a great documentary, and then they talk about <clears throat> that was another thing back in the '90s, like. You know how you, like you think you're growing up in some sort of progressed era. Yeah, 
And then you're listening to these people talk about these 90s shows and how, like, the one girl, the, uh, I can't remember who what her name was, but she was doing this high wire walk with Alfonso... Uh, uh, Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Yeah. From, from, from the Fresh Prince, right? And uh, the, the producers are like, listen, when you, uh, that, that skywalk you did was great, but when you get to the other end, don't hug him, Alfonso. Okay. Because he's black. And she's like, what? And she goes, yeah, middle America ain't going to be able to take that. You have to just, you know, like do the thing. <laughs> so she went, I can't remember her name, but she does this tightrope <clears throat> walk. Right. She not only hugs him, but she kisses him on top of that. No it was kind of like a big F you to these TV producers. Well, but good she for goes, her. But people were saying like how how uh, everything in that era was middle America won't be able to take this. Middle like this is back in the nineties. Yeah. Like I don't know. You just think that like okay, well at this point like, we're all cool with all this stuff, but apparently not. Well, I was in middle America for part of the nineties, mm-hmm. and you know what? They probably could have handled it. They probably could have, and yeah. that was the thing. There's like a lot of this industry stuff being forced by people who run the industry versus yeah. what people actually want to see. See, the thing is, people don't really understand what the people in Middle yeah. America really want. The only thing bad about it's this just doc- all assumption. The only thing bad about this documentary, Mark McGrath. I cannot stand him. He's the host. He's like the voice of oh, the whole thing. Why? Yeah, you know what, guys? This is what happened in the nineties. I had I had hit records for about three years, and then I fell off the face of the planet. This is why I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, I, I, three minutes of Mark McGrath would be just about enough. He wears too much makeup for a guy. Listen, Steve. Like that's I just, uh, I middle like America every time won't I put see up with him, that. He's got yeah, middle. <laughs> you know what? Northeast America won't yeah. put up with that either. It's just about six fifty-six. Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Bourbon Bar. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you are aware, the Green Bay Packers, the very team which I was once part owner, lost to a vastly inferior team, in this case, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I read your painful comments, and yet the swell of cruelty within some of you did not care that I was in a saddened emotional state. Some of you were not concerning yourself with my well-being. You simply attempted to kick a man down on a, like a piece of refuse at a difficult and tender point in his life. Well, folks, it's like this. The more than 300 comments, texts, DMs, and memes which are posted on my social media by you uncaring rat bastards have as much effect on me as you shooting bullets at Superman's barrel-chested upper torso. They just bounce right off of me. Because you see, in my lifetime, the Packers have won the Super Bowl four times, which means there have been 51 times when they didn't. I have been through this before. I've also been through the endless Tom Brady bandwagon jumpers chiding Aaron Rodgers after another postseason loss. Well, guess what? Tom Brady isn't with the Patriots anymore, and his team lost too. Because the Tom Brady you once had isn't quite the Tom Brady that exists today. So while I can sit here and listen to you rubes remind me that Tom Brady is the GOAT, the same GOAT to be watching the AFC title game from his house just like Aaron Rodgers will, maybe the two of them could invite Mac Jones over to the house to join him. Listen, at the end of the season, there can only be one champion, and during Tom Brady's long career, the Super Bowl has been won 16 times by somebody else, just like it will this year too. And so go ahead, do your worst. The criticism about me and the Green Bay Packers is just as much about your crummy team and you as then their aging quarterback. And do you really want to play this game or do you just want to watch football like a rational person would do? Because that's where I'm heading this morning. Certainly not going to widen my stance so you can get 
one last shot in. That's the way football goes. And this year, it certainly ain't going to go through Tampa, Green Bay, or New England. That's for damn sure. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A lot of online searches go like this. Best steel chainsaw for homeowners. You see, the professionals use those orange and white steel chainsaws, but steel also makes perfect saws for homeowners, too. And Rocky's got them all. The best prices, too, plus a steel train expert in every single store. It's your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's 7.09. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. Partly to mostly sunny today with a high of 30. Tomorrow, cloudy with some snow showers and a high of 39. Mm. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I have never looked forward to a conversation with oh, uh, Scott Cohen a day in my mm. life. But today, that changes. Well, yeah. good uh, to see you. If I'm, I, I think you should get <laughs> lad points for showing up today after what happened to you on Saturday. Listen, I am not the only age. I am not the only fan of an aging quarterback that lost to a California-based <laughs> football team in the final few seconds of the game. No, you are not. Hey, listen, Scott. Uh, telltale signs always materialize before a divorce occurs. <laughs> I got to tell you, buddy. I felt, I felt, I felt bad for you, man. Yeah. I, I listen. I know we should be talking about the Kansas City Buffalo game, which we will. Yeah. Just a, one of epic, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Maybe one of the best games I've ever seen. E- ever. But you know, there was uh, for for. Um, uh, mo- most of us are not Green Bay Packer fans. I understand that. Most of us aren't Aaron Rodgers fans. Right. And even though I, I did not have a, uh, really a dog in the fight this weekend because it, 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 the NFL season takes all the pressure off me after like six games because my team's not in the mix anymore. Right. They're, automatic, they're, they're mathematically eliminated by, uh, post- by preseason. By the preseason. But um, – I know a lot of people took a lot of solace in the fact that Aaron Rodgers got beat on Saturday night. Well, he's uh, just a he's, he's you know he's captain of friggin' underpants here with you know yap he he was yapping about everything leading up to that game except the matter at hand, and it's just you know buddy, it's he's out like the trash on Wednesday now. Well, I I uh, for all the people that posted memes and hurtful comments about <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> And then compared him to Tom Brady. I, I, I think it's comical since uh, even well, Tom Brady couldn't perform uh, miracles in Tampa on almost uh, the did, following though. day. He almost did. Brady yeah. almost did. I'm going to tell you, the, uh, the Packers lost on Saturday to the 49ers at Lambeau Field. That should be the final nail in the coffin for the organization's already previously deteriorated oh, relationship with quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy. Now, Rodgers is great. His play over the last two years has been exceptional as the likely back-to-back NFL MVP. And under the supervision of the head coach, Matt LaFleur, uh, the Packers have been ultra-successful with 13 regular season wins in each of the three seasons. But get this, the combination of the team and quarterback has not been good enough. And you ultimately... Work, you have to work with him And ultimately... Green Bay has failed in the playoffs and fell short of the Super Bowl. The <clears> standard may have been lofty, but the Packers built those expectations with their performance only to disappoint when it mattered the most. Am I right, Bax? Well, those are remarkably apt uh, uh, counterpoints uh, there, Steve. But uh, but really, I think when you look at, the, uh, at it uh, overall, when you look at what happened, uh, the 49er defense uh, picked up, whereas Jimmy Garoppolo was freaking Awful. awful. He's he's awful. awful. Oh, you can't blame it on him. 
No, you don't blame no, him. He, he won the he won the game. Oh well, only completed a, only completed eleven of his passes, and how many yards he have in the first half? Yeah. Like a big goose egg. A lot, well, even like even in the second half when they when they mounted their comeback to win the game, it's like he just handed the ball off. It's like I can do I could do that. And you're old enough to be his and I'm grandfather. Old to be his grandfather. Listen, <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, Rogers should look at this as the out that he wanted this past offseason when he laid forth a litany of complaints, including the front office's handling of veteran free agents, his lack right, of involvement stop, in roster stop, decisions, and the absence stop. of the long-term we, commitment from the get, team. We get it. The, the bit's funny. We under, we understand. <laughs> we get it. I, I, didn't I don't know, Scott. All the way down. He's, he's, he's making great comments. Yeah, he is making still good more points. entertaining than listening right. to you. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with, with Rodgers any more than I know what's going to happen with Tom Brady. I personally think he's going to be back for at least one more season. Mm-hmm. That's my own point of view. There are some people say it's time to move on. To me, he is still a great quarterback, and he played great, injured all season long. I don't, I don't necessarily, uh, you know, put the 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 game against San Francisco as no, it's as, as, as a label on his on his season. I it's just don't not. think that's that's fair at no, all. So it, it's not. I think yeah. I think what's I think one of the, the the real microcosms of the weekend is the fact that you've got you have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and you can sit here and say, what is it, fifty fifty that the two of them will be back with their teams again? Yeah. Brady's just saying that he he just might be done, and now it's just time to go do something else. And Rodgers, you know, said oh, he was quoted over the weekend in the post game that he does not want to be part of a, a rebuilding, a rebuilding process. process and. And At his age, you can't blame him. For no, that. I, I, you can't. You can't. And and quite frankly, green, you know, half of Green Bay stars, all their their contracts yeah. are up, so they they're not going to be able to keep everybody. So you got those two guys in that situation, and then you have what happened last night, which was one of the greatest games any of us have ever seen. And Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they, all of a sudden, this is. These are the guys that are going to carry us for the ne- next eight to ten. Years. I, I said it earlier this morning, and if you if you didn't watch that game, um, don't kid yourself. The two best quarterbacks in football right they now are, are Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those guys were were like lights out in that fourth quarter. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Where I mean, they're just moving the ball up and down the field, and they to the point where there's 13 seconds left in the game, and Josh Allen thinks he's got this in the bag, and then all of a sudden the hand. You know, it gets into Patrick Mahomes' hands, and it's done. Right now, you're in now, now you're in uh, in overtime. Which, by the way, is another thing I want to talk about. I hate the overtime rules as they stand right now. Yep. I mean, you know, Kansas City gets the ball, they score a touchdown, and it's over. There's absolutely nothing the Bills can do to try to stage a comeback. And I think that's just the, the way the 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 new rules were put together is inherently unfair. Yep. I, I I just don't think it's fair. It's 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 not fair. It's definitely flawed. But you know here. But all right. So a couple of things. Number one about um, you know people on on social media this morning talking about you should not lose the game on a coin flip. Okay. Right. Well, the fact of the matter is, is you don't lose the game on a coin flip. You know everybody uh, everybody forgets that there are two eleven man squads on that field. There's. There's the there's the uh, Kansas City offense and there's the Buffalo defense. If you don't want to lose the game on a coin flip, stop the other team from scoring. It's as simple as that. But the fact that you so, but here's the stupid part of it. 
A, both teams should have an opportunity to touch the ball. And the gimmick part of it is if you, if you score first and kick a field goal, it doesn't count as, as uh, it's different. It's looked at differently than a touchdown, which is, which is, ridic- which is just ridiculous. Right. They should play 10 minutes. I can see not uh, requiring a 15-minute overtime um, quarter, like a full quarter. That's a that's a lot. It is a lot. Make 10 minutes of overtime, and then uh, you play 10 minutes no matter what happens, and if the game is still tied after 10 minutes, they go to sudden death. I think they will make a change, Bax, because the, the flaw in the rule was just – on full display for the for the country to yeah, see. Yeah, and 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 it's it's hard to imagine if the ball hadn't gotten back into Buffalo's hands they, that they wouldn't have you know responded with another touchdown. Not the way the last three minutes of the game when I think they I think there were twenty five points scored in the last two minutes of a regulation, I, which is just mind boggling. It, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. ju- I mean th- those guys are the two best quarterbacks in football. Yep. Yeah, and they're without the best a thing to happen to the NFL this decade, and maybe the best thing to happen to each other too. What's that? Mahomes and uh, and Allen. Right. Yeah, you're right, Steve. Yeah, you're absolutely uh, right. You know, they could. Uh, this could be going on. This is going to be lasting for years. Scott, you almost can't argue with yeah, them. Can't I, argue with them. No, with I don't that. want to argue with them. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next weekend, you got uh, you got the the conference championships. Uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City. That's going to be a great, great, great game. game. We were both talking off the air about yeah, Kansas Joe City's Burrow, six and a half point favorite right now. And we and everyone and we haven't even talked about Joe Burrow this morning. I've been I love that guy. And and uh, uh, Cincinnati knocked off the number one seed. You can't you you can't dismiss him either. No, he, he's great. But the uh, the the NFC game, San Francisco and Los Angeles, to me that's like a big yawn. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm bored. I'm bored to tears even considering the yep. idea of those two teams yeah. getting in because whoever faces the AFC is going to lose. Yep. It seems it seems the Super Bowl goes to the AFC this year. I want to uh, ask you about uh, something else that's going on tomorrow. They're going to announce the uh, the enshrinement to finalists at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes. And this is one of those situations where... This is the steroid year. This is the steroid year, because now you're talking about I, you know, Big Poppy, obviously, and... Uh, Barry Bonds, Barry Roger, Bonds Clemens. Roger Clemens. Yeah, you know, all, these, all of these players that are eligible this year have all at some point been implicated or were on that list of 100 players yep. or... You know, there's there's no getting around the fact that that era of baseball was tainted with steroids. And there are some uh, of the baseball writers uh, that are saying, "Why I'm not going to vote for any of these guys. And, yep. in fact, I think uh, Dan, Dan Shaughnessy, Shaughnessy was, was one of them. And totally Big Poppy is. called him an a-hole, which, yep. you know, I— which is very hard to argue against. It's some sometimes it's hard to argue <laughs> against that. So I, what's I mean? What's your sense? I think Big Poppy's getting in. I think there's going to be enough guys He's, that will that will vote for him based upon yep. the fact this is an exceptionally uh, beloved player. Yep. But the rest of the guys uh, up for grabs, I just I don't know. I don't know how they're going to go. I think it's uh, well. For I think he is he is going to get in. Uh, some of the uh, a lot of the ballots have become uh, uh, public. And he he was on eighty three percent of those. You only need seventy five percent, so he's probably in. And yes, Red Sox fans, Tom or Tom Brady let the air out of his footballs, and David Ortiz did uh, performance enhancing drugs. Get over it, okay? Um, but I I think Bonds and Clemens should probably get in, and those players from the steroid era, if they have the numbers, they probably should be in. But then every everybody will look at it, and everybody will know 
that the guys who played in the 90s and 2000s, that was the quote-unquote steroid era. So they should just put an asterisk next to everybody's name. Yeah, or it, it's it's almost, uh, Steve, that it's it's just implied. You know, that uh, uh, that was part of baseball. There was no getting around it. And actually, baseball turned a blind eye to it. Because, you know, uh, the home run race with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa back in 1998 mm-hmm. rejuvenated the game um, nationally for fan interest. And Major League Baseball knew that there was some chicanery going on, and they turned a blind eye. Well, so I, it, think in the, I think in the case of Bonds and Clemens, there's a, there's a certain shamelessness, especially with Bonds. There's a certain shamelessness about you know the the change in their in their uh, careers yeah. because of this, and just the way they looked. I mean, for, well, you know, Bonds's head, head was three was, times too you know the the size of his rookie card. Right. So, but then you you look at that, and then but then you also say, well, does Manny Ramirez get in? I say. This is a guy that was suspended twice because of of steroids. And Manny Ramirez is just like, if you want to talk about Manny Ramirez, you can talk about him in the same way that you uh, could talk about Jim Rice. And it took Jim Rice a long time to get in. During Manny Ramirez's uh, playing career, he was was arguably the most devastating and feared hitter in the game. Right. And if you're that player— with any longevity, and Ramirez did it in Cleveland and in Boston, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He does. I, I, I based on upon his numbers, yes. just from the numbers. But this has now become more than just about numbers because you know while baseball is always a numbers game, it's a numbers game. It, you know, a guy like Big Poppy. I mean, honestly, is there? I other than Yastrzemski, I think I can't think of a more beloved player than David Ortiz. Right, I, I just can't. In in my entire life, I can't think of another Red Sox player that meant more to people than than that guy. And I, I got news for you: if I was sitting there making an all-time Red Sox team, and you know, you do like a, a silly little draft, I'm taking David Ortiz before I'm taking Ted Williams. With all due respect, David Ortiz was the best Red Sox hitter of all time. Period. End of story. Better than Williams, really? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Ted, That's... Ted, Ted Williams is all—it's all well and good, and I understand. And it, it look, well, it's Ted all Williams well didn't and good. Juice up, but David Ortiz did. Well, yeah, but but it was—it was part of the game. David Ortiz is the best Red Sox hitter of all time. Hands yeah, you down. can't say that. Yeah, you, you can. Ha- no, you can't. You when can. it, not when you have uh, a chemical that has been put into bodies of these people. They're not the. It, there's no comparison to the ones that never did. Well, that. but in all fairness, though, Ted Williams had uh, did put chemicals in his systems too. I think they were called bourbon and lucky strikes. Right, yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. Like <laughs> Mickey Mantle, we had remember we had Jim Bouton in here years ago yeah. talking about Mickey right. Mantle and how he would hit the ball, and and they were like, "How oh, how the hell did you see the ball?" And he's like. Well, there was three of them, and I just aimed for the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's very but, true. But, but Steve. I'm saying, but that's the kind of there really is no comparison to that era no. versus this era. You're right. You you can't. It's a, It's not. It's not apples to apples. It's, it's also you know the, the other, and this is absolutely true. You know now it is more of a profession. Mm-hmm. As opposed to back then, when every baseball player had an off-season job well, and, and they and they they were busy doing other stuff Ted because Williams, it wasn't it wasn't a twelve-month no, proposition. Ted Williams was in he 
he was in the uh, in the service. He flew fighter missions in in, in Korea. You know, ball players today that would that would never happen with them. No. You're right. It is a different it is a different era. But we're you know we're kind of talking about it a different thing here now. Back to the Hall of Fame. Ortiz is in. I think Clemens and Bonds are are going to get in this time too. And the buddy, the only saving grace about tomorrow afternoon's uh, one twenty five announcement is that once again, for the last time, Kurt Schilling's not getting in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and we can all and you're, and you're feeling good about and that. And we can all be thankful. Oh, come well, buddy, on now. one less big fat phony. What in are the you news. talking about? That whole bloody sock thing? <laughs> that was that was that was real. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go to I'll, I'll I'll go to Heinz for that if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. Scott, it's good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. It's uh, 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 726 uh, with yeah. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, man. Uh, that was uh, that was a lengthy uh, time to be with Scott Cohen. What are you talking about? I went uh, like five minutes over when we were supposed to talk to him. No, that's just, uh, usually what, uh, we, when we, we bail. We usually end up around 26 past the hour with him. Well, I mean, come on. It's, no, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. it was really so painful for you. you hey. By the way, you're bringing up great comments the last couple of weeks. Hey, listen. Uh, you've been involved in that uh, thing. I'm impressed. Yeah, I got to tell you. Uh, I mean, obviously, the joke is that all I'm doing is going online and reading somebody else's points. Much like I would uh, prepare a John O'Brien's America or uh, <laughs> or something else I like that. I don't know that. what you're talking about, Steve. It all uh, sounds like uh, you know your own personal observations of what's going on in the world of sports. But this, this is where the more I think about this, the more it resonates with me that people really don't know what they're talking about. And if you just listen to a few other people who sort of know what they're talking about, they sound like they really know what they're talking about. Like Scott Cohen. Very much like Scott Cohen. <laughs> Very much so. But all you got to do is just go. All I did was uh, I'll give you I'll, I'll reveal the man behind the curtain now, Bax. All I did was go on Google and wrote Green Bay. Uh, what did I write? I, I'll, I'll have to do it. A, a Green Bay Breakdown. Okay, right? and then uh, you'll and you just click news, and, and then there all, it is. The, all these articles come up, and you just got to pick one. Uh, it's to, and it, here I was thinking that you prepared a bunch of copious notes off the top of your head. No, see that's the thing. I think most people really don't know all the logistics of sports. Well, I have to tell you, I don't know nothing about no nothing, and yet that's what I'm talking. About. I fudge my way through the show every single day. Yeah, but that that that's. I just fudged my way through that, yeah. and I actually sounded like I was like I knew what I was talking about. I might. But I have no idea what I'm talking about. I think what's happening here, Steve, is because yeah. now you're uh, you're you've uh, you've ramped up your uh, participation in the show. Yeah, that uh, you have now uh, probably matched me in Google abilities. I don't think I'm going to anybody who can Google better than me. Uh, I've been Googling uh, long before you were even Googling. Oh, uh, listen, I, I was on Bing before you were on Google. Please. Here, let Bing Google that for you. <laughs> Come on, I was on yeah. Ask Jeeves and and Ooh, web cra- and web and web crawler many many years ago. Whatever, I need, I know how to search. Whatever happened to Ask Jeeves? That I don't was know actually that. a good. I uh, think he got laid off. I think he did. I don't know what happened to him. Well, I'm just saying uh, people are basically just don't know what they're talking about, yet they can sound like they do know what they're talking about. And yet there are some people that come to this show to be informed about things that are going on in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We have news next on Rock 102. 731.
We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Call now, and you receive 40% off installation. Plus, if you mention Rock 102, you get a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500. YankeeHome.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You're very welcome, Steve. That whole thing, uh, you know, like it's tax season now? Yes. Well, guess what? What? Uh, you might be backed up a little bit because the IRS has backlogged themselves. So it might take you a little longer to get your uh, refund, but you still have to pay on time if they, you owe them. What are they backlogged for? I mean, they pretty much had uh, all of our refunds out last year. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not sure uh, what's going on. This is a staffing issue? They have the same problem that we have? It probably is. The staff. We don't have enough people to work. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But uh, either way, uh, your your refund or the refund is going to be delayed, but the amount you owe is still going to be April fifteenth. See, and and the the, the the sick part about it is you can't just write to the IRS and say, mm-hmm. "Listen, my check to you is going to be delayed because of a staffing issue." Yeah, I'm having a I'm backlogged. I'm really backed up. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I don't have enough employees to do my tax return for me. Yes. Uh, and it takes at least uh, three or four people to go through the process of writing the IRS a check. Do you have somebody do yours? I do. I, I just I've been doing them myself for the last like twelve years. I just haven't changed anything. Yeah, no. We, I I I prefer not to do it myself. Yeah, I uh, I, I go on one of those things. It's like uh, fill in the blank. Yeah. And uh, you made blank amount of dollars this year. And well, then, you uh, can do that with a 1040 easy form. And then Gene, uh, what's his name? The match game. What's the? Uh, Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn. Uh, uh, you made blank on your blank. You know, and then, All right. and then and they, they have to pull up the answer. And right. that's how I fill in my answer. And that's when Charles Nelson Riley shows you a card that says boobs on it. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and right. everybody laughs. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've, do, I've done my own taxes for the last like 10 to 12 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cool thing is, this program that I use has been saving all my information from previous years. Oh, well, so that's I, good. And, and it analyzes stuff year over year. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I there was a like a period of time where I was paying through the nose every single year. And uh, then all of a sudden I started to get uh, refunds. And I feel that uh, given a choice, mm-hmm. I much prefer a big fat refund. And I know there are plenty of people who say, well, you don't want to yeah. get a big refund because then you're paying too much throughout the year. Yeah, but I really like a big fat refund. Yeah, but if you cheat on your taxes, you can get a huge refund. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. You, pro- you could apply for PPE loans on that fake business that you own. Yeah, I'm all about yeah. PPE. Yeah, because you know me. You down with PPE? I'm down with PPE. Yeah, you know me. That's it. Excise taxes on adult recreational cannabis surpassed alcohol in Massachusetts for the very first time. Yeah! The Commonwealth collected $74.2 million in marijuana excise tax through December 2021. You can thank me for half of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's true. In comparison, alcohol collected $51.3 million. In September of 2021, the CCC reported that Massachusetts cannabis businesses passed $2 billion in gross sales less than three years after the first two adult stores opened in the Bay State. The number also underscores the entire agency's tireless efforts, particularly those to our hardworking staff, hmm. to thoughtfully regulate a safe, accessible, and effective adult-use marketplace that keeps critical tenants of our mission. You know what would be wild? 
what? if uh, like the federal government paid attention to that mm-hmm. sort of information and yeah. said to themselves, huh, I wonder if there's a way where we can all benefit financially by uh, declassifying marijuana. I wonder if there's a way where the entire country can get aboard, the, uh, aboard this bandwagon. Well, uh, maybe they can start taxing alcohol uh, places 20% like they do with marijuana, depending on where you are. In addition to the 10.75% excise tax on recreational use, there's a 6.25% state sales tax on cannabis in Massachusetts and a local tax that could reach up to 3%. So that's 19%. You could be paying depending on what community you're buying yeah. your weed in. Well, let's let's not punish the little guy with their uh, with their liquor store <laughs> or their bar. Let's not uh, let's not get crazy. But you know, I mean, uh, don't you think we're kind of at the point now, like uh, federally, where where we just say, hey, you know what? Uh, I know you're holding on to old listen, ideas, but this is kind of ridiculous. Um, there uh, we can't, you know, we can't talk about like places that we love to go on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, we can't really talk about that. Right. I do, however, notice that there are quite a few of these things popping up all over the place. You know, when they first came to be, there were just medical dispensaries here in the state. Right. Now that there's more recreational, you know, that day before, two days before Thanksgiving a few years ago, back right. I think it was 2018 or 2019. So, the, you know, that uh, kind of propelled us to where we are now when you only had like one recreational thing in, in three years ago and now you've got there must be at least five of them in northampton just five like yeah that you can visibly see i don't even know if there's other ones going up around the place it's just weird how different towns place them in different places as if there's some sort of you know i don't know like in holyoke there's two right next to each other Right, literally, in the same line of buildings. It's like having a McDonald's and a Burger King, you know, on the same side of the street. Yeah, and it's it's almost like, well, how much much can you actually be making off of this stuff? If... Well, if you're all being taxed at the same rate, yeah, yeah. then it winds up becoming a price war between the two, right? products of what you're offering. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing I'm noticing now. Going, like... Looking at the menus of all the different dispensaries in the area, it's all the same stuff. It's the same brand. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same price. Which makes you wonder, uh, is there only a finite number of companies available to produce these things? And it seems like you have to have millions of dollars in order to start one of these things if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's, listen, it, it's, not a, uh, it's not an inexpensive proposition. Like any franchising would be, but uh, there are some folks who are making you know good coin on this even after paying the nineteen percent taxes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Nineteen percent. No, I know, I know. What else do you pay nineteen percent on? I the really taxes. couldn't. I really well uh, gas. What's the uh, what's the 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 percentage of gas tax? Yeah, I guess gas tax would be. Uh, what about cigarettes? Yeah, yeah, but even cigarettes, I don't think you're paying. Twenty percent? You're paying almost twenty percent. I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in my life, so I couldn't tell you. But the thing that I don't get is, like, when you're talking about things like cigarettes, like if you go to North Carolina, the pack of cigarettes is like four dollars. You come up here, they're nine dollars. 
But right. that's before tax. What is the is it being taxed as it comes across for them to sell it in this state before they tax more? When well, you there's buy the one? there's the normal sales tax, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't, and that's a standard sales tax throughout the state. So I don't know what yeah. I don't know what else you know what other levies are placed on these businesses. Yeah, to either not, sell it or produce it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's very expensive. But uh, listen, we're at the point where the country's got to start to really having the debate about what to do with this because yeah. state after state is changing their laws. I know. And we should, uh, the federal government should get out of this thing right away. And get out of everybody's way so we can start talking about this more honestly. Well, plus you'd be able to get yourself out of debt, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Or at least put a dent in that. Yes. David Reed, accused of bludgeoning his half-sister Rosemary Moniz to death with a conch shell, was arranged in Fall River Superior Court Friday on murder and armed robbery charges. The 53-year-old uh, Ashkusnit uh, and New Bedford resident was ordered hell without bail. A not-guilty plea was injured by Reed's attorney, Frank Camera. Uh, Reed is believed to have bludgeoned his half-sister with a shell, a fireplace poker, and a cast-iron kettle at her New Bedford home in March of 2001. Right? Mm -hmm. The 41-year-old Moniz was found dead in her bathroom floor with kitchen items strewn about the home and her purse emptied on the living room floor and cash missing. That's according to the Bristol County uh, District Attorney's Office. For 18 years, the case has been quiet, but in 2019, cold case investigators in the District Attorney's Office speculated that in order for the killer to hold the shell firmly enough to use as a deadly weapon, the person must have placed his or her fingers into the opening of the shell. DNA testing on the inside of the shell revealed a full DNA profile, that of Reed, the victim's half-brother. Can you imagine that? 20 years later, they're pulling the DNA off of this conch shell. Wouldn't they have had... That's um, what I... Yes. Wouldn't they have had, like, uh, like fingerprints? You would have thought that they would have done this back in 2001. At least have a fingerprint. But yeah. now maybe the advances in DNA can more accurately that, describe who this is. But the DNA still would have been there in 2001, and they did have that technology yeah. back then. Uh, thanks to the efforts of my cold case unit, uh, along with detectives from our state police unit and New Bedford Police, this is the cops, brother, we were able to bring some sense of relief to the victim's family, all of whom have suffered for the past 20 years. Reed had uh, already been held without bail since October of 2021, after he was arrested in Rhode Island in September following an indictment in connection with a 2003 beating and robbery of Maribel Martinez Algira in New Bedford. Oh, he's got a history. He's due back in court March 7th for a pretrial conference and again July 18th for a pretrial hearing. Man, you get 20 years, you think you get away with something, and bam! And then you don't. The cops catch up to you. Damn conch shell. Well, that's, uh, it's usually the conch shell is the thing that... Uh, you know, gets people. Well, yeah, if I were going to bludgeon uh, somebody over the head with one of those things, my fingers would be inside of it, too. I mean, you have to applaud him on his technique. You've put your fingers inside of a conch shell before? Yes. Really? It. Yes. Yeah. I've got one at the house. I wave that around all the time. I don't hit anybody with it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. A man who brought his dead uncle into uh, a post office to collect his pension has insisted, I wasn't trying to rob him. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> Declan Hogney insisted that he didn't realize 66-year-old Peter Doyle, not the same Peter Doyle from uh, the month, the Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein. Movie. Oh, that's Peter Boyle. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. 
Either way. Uh, was dead when he and another man brought him into on the five-minute walk from his home on Pollerton Road. Uh, this must be in, like, England somewhere. Declan uh, Forty, who says he's lived with his uncle all his life, claimed he's now the talk of the town and is being branded a murderer in the local community ever since the sensational story emerged. But he's insisted he's not an idiot and uh, believes he's being... What is that? An idiot. An idiot. An idiot? Yeah. Oh, idiot. Yes. Oh, that's what like, I like, like, like a Ren and Stimpy. You idiot! Oh, Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, and he believes he's being and believes he's uh, being accused of dragging his dead uncle into a post office to rob his pension because he previously stole from his aunt. He said, "Why would I want to rob my uncle? I'm 40 years old. I'm not a child. I'm not a young guy. I'm not an idiot to walk into Hosey's with a dead man and collect his money. Am I cuckoo? Am I cuckoo? I am not cuckoo." Declan, who admits uh, he used to have a drug problem and served two years in prison, says he's now being accused of knowingly bringing his dead uncle in to get his pension. Because of his past. He said, that's what the, why they're saying it. This is why it's all coming up now, because I'd done it before. A bank card th- came through the aunt's door, and I got the PIN code and went down for fraud, and that's why this is all coming up now. Yeah, but don't, usually <laughs> when you produce the dead body, isn't that a red flag for some people? Well, if it's like the weekend at Bernie's thing, did you have Jonathan Silverman <laughs> and uh, Andrew McCarthy uh, propping your body up? Yeah, doing but away I, from I don't, a boat. I don't recall them bringing uh, bringing Bernie to like a a bank or like a like the unemployment office or a retirement board. And well, what about uh, when he went water skiing? Remember well, that? that's different. I can totally understand that. But you know, putting in a position where there may be paperwork involved, a signature, a, mm-hmm. you know, a notary public. Yeah, I know that seems a meal. Right. Hey, Lee. Yeah, he's right here. Is he alive? Well, yeah, he's just sleeping right now. Yes. He'll be okay, though. Don't worry about him. Just give me the damn check. Well, those you? are such plausible movies. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, yeah, because like the uh, rigor mortis wouldn't set in or uh, any kind of smell coming no. off the body uh, no, that, that hasn't been embalmed. That was a dead body that would not rot. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew. Fogbuster is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 808 in Whitesnake on Rock 102. It is going to be partly to mostly sunny with a high of, uh, what the hell did I say it was going to be? 30 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. Could see some snow showers, too, but very light. Uh, High of, uh, it's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Tomorrow, we're supposed to be talking to uh, Steve Shippey. He is the uh, one of the co-hosts of uh, of Shock Docs. Shock Docs. I think we talked to Steve a couple of times. Got a, a brand new one called uh, Scream: The Real Story. You yeah. ever see like the movie Scream? Yeah, he's into all that uh, paranormal stuff. Yeah, so we'll be yeah. talking to him. So if you're into that, that will be there for you tomorrow. So uh, I had quite a bit of time on my hands last week and the week before. <laughs> That's, and the week before that. That's the beauty about uh, quarantining. Um, and I said, uh, and, and again, uh, thank, uh, I'm thankful for my, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law for bringing me food and groceries and things that I needed right. uh, along the way. And then I'm thinking, uh, when I got, to, uh, I got to about last Sunday, and I'm like, all right, I can't go anywhere. Uh, let me see if I can uh, do this Instacart thing. Sure. You know? So I go on, uh, I go on Instacart. And as soon as you put your address in, or my address in, it says, yeah, we, good luck, buddy. We ain't never coming out there, you stupid idiot. You think we'd come out to you? They, they don't uh, They don't Instacart to the hill towns? 
No. Here's the weird thing about where I live and deliveries. Steve, I've there's t- a lot of weird things about where you live. Well, I've told you about the Amazon thing. Yeah. But that seems to be changing now. All of a sudden, Amazon packages are now showing up at my door, which is what I wanted. Sure. Because they go right by my house. But it's not the Amazon people. It's only the UPS or FedEx. The Amazon stuck truck still drives by the house, goes to the post office. Nice thing. Pick up my stuff there. Right. Anywho, uh, going uh, forward with the, this delivery thing, I'm like, okay, well, I, I know I can go to like any restaurant I want to and just go do the curbside pickup thing. Sure. I did curbside pickup at the little market near my town, which is very convenient. And then uh, I said, well, let me uh, see. No Instacart. Uh, none of that. Um, you can't even get marijuana delivered. Here's another interesting piece. A person we both know uh uses the dispensary in Northampton. Okay. And they have delivery. Now, that person lives in Longmeadow, right? Okay. They get their weed delivered medically. It's a medical thing from the dispensary in Northampton. Now, how far is Longmeadow to Northampton? Pretty far. I would say so. Are there like two or three dispensaries closer? Well, exactly. But I'm just saying, I'm just using this as an example of how far they're traveling to go to that spot. Right. Sure. I am a mere 11 miles away from that dispensary. They will not even come anywhere near my house. I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense. I really don't. And I live on a main road. I don't live on like a... Well, you live on a main road in Huntington. I mean, it's, it, it's not exactly Riverdale Street. Yeah, but I'm talking about when, when you figure out distances and how to deliver things, don't you include like a radius of how far you're going to go versus, you know, well, we're only going to go, we'll go 10 extra miles... To Longmeadow, but we won't go to your house even though you're only 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away from the dispensary. Uber is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Uber will bring you to wherever you need to go, but they're going to charge you extra if it's out of their way. Oh, I'm sure. But again, I'm not opposed to paying extra money for a delivery of something if if I don't have to go out and do it. And uh, I figured, you know what, let me get some stuff done around the house here. So I had some tools, right? Right. I figured I'll have uh, I'll have some tools shipped to me uh, to the house. Right. Home Depot delivers the same day for eight ninety nine. All right. Let me let me ask you this. Someone just uh, messaged me. It's yeah. actually not a bad i bad thought here. It, 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 let's assume that you are buying something from a Home Depot. Yeah. There's a pretty good chance that somebody around you may also order something from a Home Depot. Yeah. So, and it may be, like, within a couple miles of your house. Yeah. Is it worth the dispensary's time, effort, and expense to drive, say, you know, a, like a bag of weed all the way out to Huntington when there may be nobody else around who wants it from that particular dispensary? They may go to a different one. So is it, like, is it cost-effective to deliver everything where you live? I don't know. But maybe if they had people, but they don't even they don't even offer the service. So you, how would you not know who would be unless they're doing be, it by how like the oh well X amount of patients yeah. live in this town and X amount of patients live in this town. See, I, it may have something to do with, <clears throat> and it's not just about you know home delivery of any you know good or service, but it could be a staffing issue. Like they just yeah. don't have the drivers 
to dedicate mm. to going all the way out to the middle of nowhere, like Huntington. Right. So uh, same thing with like the Instacart, the Peapods, all that stuff. Right. I mean, I can do like online ordering and then go pick it up, but I'm talking about actual delivery to your house. None of those places will do it. Home Depot was the only one, and basically, it was eight ninety nine, and I bought like two hundred dollars worth of stuff. Right. It was eight dollars and ninety nine cents for the stuff to get delivered to the house. It was a private vehicle. I don't know if this oh. is a service or is this is something that you're signing up. For. Like, if I wanted to go make some extra cash, do I go and say, "Hey, uh, yeah"? But to me, that's like not cost effective. That would be the uncost effective thing. You're only getting nine dollars, and how much of that is the driver getting? That's what I want to know. Well, or, or you know, how much is the store being charged on top of that fee? That's what you're paying. Yeah. But are they paying a driver a certain amount too to make sure that they can continue that business? Listen, there's no company in their right mind that would pay more <laughs> than what they're charging. I I know, but like it, like in <clears throat> in restaurant situations, you know, there's a certain amount that the restaurant will pay. Yeah. For the driver, so it's almost like you split the cost of having it delivered. Right. You still make a you a, a majority of what you would normally get with the. It's one of the reasons why, like Domino's, for example, is now giving away gift cards to mm. other restaurants. Yeah. Because the delivery charges that some of these other ma and pa restaurants yeah. are paying it doesn't make it cost effective for them to continue to offer that service. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't even offer this guy a tip. Because it's not like a restaurant receipt where you can write on a tip amount. Right. And I also didn't want to go outside to the guy because I've got this disease that uh, <laughs> I can't be spreading around to people. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, like, just put it at the end of the steps. You see, know? we didn't we didn't do any uh, we didn't do any food delivery. Yeah, we did do a couple curbside pickup things you mm. know, while we were quarantining, and that worked out okay. Yeah, that, I'd have no problem with. With curbside pickup, that's that's okay. Plus, it gets you out of the house. You kind of yeah. get out of the house, but uh, and even if you just you know stay in your car. But we never did. We never did the Instacart. I mean, I I, I you know downloaded the app and I looked at yeah. it, and, and even in Hamden, I think I was facing the same thing that you were. Yeah. I mean, we have you know grocery stores in sixteen acres, Wilbraham, East Law Meadow, uh, yeah. all over the place. We don't always deliver to Hamden. I mean, they do, but you're going to get charged through the nose to do it. Yeah, but I'd rather pay the extra charge of not having to go out and do all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it would be nice to have somebody do all my grocery shopping for me and just drop it off of my front. And if it cost me 30 extra bucks, then it cost me 30 extra bucks. But if I'm buying a bulk amount of stuff. My, my first trip to a grocery store mm -hmm. after I tested negative uh, was like bizarro world. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm a little paranoid about catching anything from anybody, even though I've got the immunity, yeah. which I'm good for at least a little while. But everything's empty. Yeah. It's I, it, it's unbelievable. It's like, you know, what third world country did we just step into? It's it's ridiculous. Like, you know, people are, like, fighting over packages of, of chicken breast. Yeah. Overpriced I, chicken breast. What are we fighting for? That was another thing uh, I've noticed uh, in the last month or so is the lack of chicken broth available. Did you notice that? Uh, yes. Like, the only thing that's available is that better than bouillon yeah, uh, right. stuff, that yeah. jelly stuff in the can. It tastes like, tastes like a, a salt lick. I'm looking for that giant thing of Nor 
chicken broth, like the powdered chicken broth. Yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. I cook with that all the time. But now I can't find it. It's you know, it's I mean, the delivery thing, the the uh, the the lack of 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 people willing you know who are who are back to work. Yeah. The everything you're talking about, it's like yeah. everything is affecting everything else yeah it's like i to me i well, it's, it's they're all different things but it's hard for me to argue that it's not connected together and all in, in in some way let me uh let me uh, just share this with you my uh my girlfriend had a perfect example of this uh about three or four months ago about ordering something online like it was it was like this particular line of like nutrition bars or something okay uh, and they're always usually in stock at the grocery store but they haven't been but you know who has them amazon it's almost as if amazon stocked up on all of this stuff knowing that there would be shortages of it and you can't get it anywhere in a store near you but you can go online and get it in two days shipped to you to your house well see but that's the thing i you, you don't know do they do they have that kind of foresight to go stockpiling that stuff now, or do they just have the power to find it where you can't? I think they started doing it two years ago. I like. I think they foresaw that. Going, you know what? There's going to be a lot of things out of out of out of stock at a lot of these stores. If we stockpile this stuff, and it's stuff that people want and need, like chicken broth. I can go online right now and get myself two tubs of it off of Amazon if I wanted to. Yeah, I, I, it's almost to the point now where it almost makes sense to make your own yeah. if you can find a chicken. That's another thing. The short no, I'm sure there's a shortage <laughs> of chickens. There's a shortage of people cutting the chickens. I yeah, that's that, right. There's not like, like a bunch of chickens out there. But, you know, like you know, <laughs> feeling overconfident. But I know we uh, we've gone off on a tangent. But my original point was, uh, could I have asked the guy at? <laughs> Home Depot delivery. By the way, can you stop at Moe's and get me a burrito on the way here, <laughs> or a Starbucks, or uh, I think if you, if you if you if you, you know, tossed in a few bucks, sure. Well, that was the thing. It was like I couldn't have contact with this guy. This guy, right? And I really don't think he spoke English anyway, because he was under when I was yelling at him to put the stuff at the end of the steps. Right. Yeah. You know, he was like right. he didn't understand what I was talking about. So and I then at the end, of it, you want to go to Moe's? Yeah. Moe's. Where's Moe's? You know, he doesn't understand. Moe's? No, Moe's. There's yeah. no Moe's in your yard. What are you talking about? Uh, but, yeah, it was. it's like, you know, could you have hired the guy to do other things? <laughs> well, hey, uh, wait, you want to go, Greg, pick up my dry cleaning, too? <laughs> Drive me to the airport later? Eight bucks, eight ninety nine. We, we can stretch this out. I got some time. barbells. I got to come down from the attic. Could you could you help yeah. me with that, can too? We, can we uh, take I'll, care of that? I'll clear things away so you don't feel... So you don't feel like uh, you could get catch anything. Well, I uh, I am going to start a delivery service for strictly Hilltown people. It's not the dumbest idea. It's really not. Well, if you sit, here's the thing. What I'll do is I'll set my prices so high yeah. that I won't be so busy. But you know, there's somebody out there that would pay that astronomical amount of money for you to do something. For there's them. probably somebody in the hill towns that just yeah. wants somebody to come to the house. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I'm like, listen, uh, if you pay me a hundred dollars to deliver your stuff, I will. I'll go all over creation for you. <laughs> will, you will you join me in a conversation as well? Yeah. Why not? Sure, for yeah. the right price. It would be the uh, the boon the boonies delivery service. <laughs> it's actually a good idea. Not a bad idea. At Not all. all. You're 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 sitting on a jackpot right mm -hmm. there. It's eight twenty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two.
Beer, IPA, Stout, Amber, and Growlers, Pints, Six Packs, and more. The best beers are brewed right here in Massachusetts, and Atkins has a huge selection of local brews. Looking for your favorite microbrew or want to try something new but can't decide? Let Atkins help. We love being local almost as much as we love our beer. So come to Atkins Farms for one of the largest local beer and wine selections in the Valley. Visit Atkins at the corner of Route 116 and Bay Road in South Amherst online at AtkinsFarms.com. If your bath is old, outdated, and ready for an upgrade, don't wait any longer. Take advantage of New Year's savings from Yankee Home. With Yankee Home, custom bath and shower remodeling is now affordable for everyone. Your dream bath or walk-in shower can be installed as soon as next week. Yankee Home has the most popular shower styles, patterns, and accessories in stock and ready for immediate installation. By working with an award-winning member of the Better Business Bureau, your new bath is guaranteed to be done right the first time. And the folks at Yankee Home will put their name on it with a lifetime warranty. So don't put up with your old bathtub any longer. Get your custom bath or walk-in shower from Yankee Home. Beautiful, affordable, and done right the first time. Mention you heard this ad on Rock 102 to take advantage of this great offer. Our listeners will get 40% off installation. And if you act right now, Yankee Home will also include a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500. But this new year offer won't last long. So call Yankee Home right now and tell him you heard this ad on Rock 102. Who knows grow? He knows grow. Brett, the owner of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, 515 College Highway in Southwick, where knowledge comes first and products come second. Need a professional eye to set up your indoor garden? Looking for pest management or irrigation expertise? Stop and see Brett. He knows grow. Deep discounts on lighting, nutrients, and grow kits. Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check them out online at nor'easterorganiclife.com or like them on Facebook. It's just about 823 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, partly to mostly sunny today with a high of 30. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. you uh, miss any part of the uh, Bax and Nagel show, check out the Bax O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available every single day that we do a show, and it's right on BaxandO'Brien.com. Uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you look for uh, for podcasts, you will find it on uh, on any of those platforms. Plus, you can you know play it back in your Amazon Echo Dot, which you want here on Rock 102. Or your uh, your phone, your tablet, uh, what have you, and then it's also Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Marshall Crenshaw. He's got a brand new live album out called uh, "The Wild and Exciting Sounds of Marshall Crenshaw," and a couple of reissues coming out this year, including one that's coming up next month. Really cool stuff. So Marshall Crenshaw available on BaxiOBrien.com. Uh, the other thing that uh, that I did uh, on my quarantine time off is probably spend about fifty dollars playing this stupid bowling game on my phone. You spend fifty dollars on doing it? Well, yeah, because it's like, oh, if you want to get to more, you know, and it was in like five dollar increments, right? And then I realized, like, wait a minute, how many times have I done this? And I had to go back and look <laughs> that it was nearly ten times that I've almost spent fifty dollars on this stupid bowling game that I was playing on the phone. But I needed something to do. Yeah, I, I was let, bored. I let most of my words with friends games lapse because I didn't want to do anything that required a lot of brain activity. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to play a game, I want something that's just totally mindless. Well, bowling is pretty good. Bowling is bowling a pretty good is a good one. Game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm like, this is how people get sucked into these things. You got nothing better to do, and these people are paying, you know, twenty, thirty dollars a month. For some of these online games and stuff to yeah, play, but I, which thinking, I, but I don't understand why you're paying money. I mean, most of the, most of the, these games that require you to, or that ask you to spend money, 
It's yeah. totally unnecessary. Well, how am I else my, am I supposed to get the king case back so if I don't have the sixteen hundred gold coins to open the well, king how case? How am I practicing? How am I? It's not about the practicing. It's about obtaining the cards to get your balls to get better. Well, listen, if, uh, if you it, want your balls on fire, you got to do better. If I want my balls on fire in a game, it's yeah. not going to cost. I'm not paying for it. I have to pay for it. I have to pay for my balls to be on. I think well, I used to get that for free at Mingles, but <laughs> now I'm paying to get my balls on usually, fire. And, uh, usually that know. burning sensation. Well, you know what? That yeah. burning sensation would cost you no matter yeah. what. But uh, It wasn't totally free. And, I, and then I realized, like, wait a minute. I've done this almost 10 times. It's nearly $50 now that I've almost spent on this stupid game in a week. <laughs> And I haven't really have anything to show for. Yeah, it. no. And I, I came in third in the tournament. Listen, I get angry if <laughs> if I have to download an app that's going to cost me ninety nine cents. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting jacked on that one. Yeah, but it's it's the in app purchases that really screw you. Yeah. And on top of this, remember that beautiful couch I was telling? And thank God I had that too. Remember that beautiful couch I told you I purchased? Yeah. Like uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. And it was in just before I got sick. So now I I had this like. It was like a comfort cruise. And I know what you said about having your impression sink into the couch. Yes. I rotated. You rotate. Every day. To I a different seat. A different seat so it wears evenly. Yeah, and it see, won't have one seat with one fat guy lump in it. Here's the problem with the yeah. sectional that we bought. Now every cushion has the indentation. I've tried to do that. Really? And yeah. yet, for whatever reason, it's uh, it's molded to my shape. Well, wear and tear is going to happen. Uh, but the a other, lot faster than I anticipated. But the other crappy thing on I know we, we're, we're not really running out of time. No. It's not like we had anything to do. My phone, right? Yeah. Sitting on the couch. I fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. When I woke up, I couldn't find my phone. And? Uh, probably fell down between the cracks of the couch. So as I push the recline button, I hear... Like a glass oh, breaking. Yeah. And then I uh, I done pick up the phone and realize I just done broke the top part of the screen. Oh, man. That's the worst. I look like a, like a frat girl out at her uh, <laughs> who celebrates birthday week. Yeah. You know, that's my phone's all smashed at the top. Now, that's with a screen protector on it, too, right? The, the screen, pro get this thing. The screen protector is actually glass. Yeah. Which I cut my finger on by putting my finger on that part of the screen, and a little piece of glass got in my thumb. Oh yeah, that's not right. You you need yourself uh, what is known as a new phone. Uh yeah yeah I'm gonna have to go buy one. Now. Yeah you don't want to you want want to be one of those people that's scrutinized because you got a smashed up phone. Well I'm gonna get I get scrutinized for because my phone is so giantly huge anyway. It's a big yeah, it it's is a big, big it's a big monstrosity. And I'm and I wanna get the bigger one. Now. Yeah. Well see I mean, mine mine's a mine's a decent size, but you know, I got the I got the surface crack on the uh, the screen yeah, protector. See, it sucks. Yeah. It's, I know. Uh, you gotta now be I, careful. So I can't do any I have to turn the good thing is the phone is usable, but I have to like turn the angle of it in order to push the button. <laughs> like if I wanna Put something in the top corner, I have to turn it. And it doesn't work with every app like that because, like, for example, the Facebook app doesn't flip when you turn the phone. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's, uh, that's, that almost makes it uh, inoperable. Well, you have to, like, 
close it out and then reopen it again to try to get and you can't search for anything it really sucks yeah no you need to so you I'm need to deal with that right away phone. immediately and i'm glad uh, we took up those last 6 minutes of me talking about my first world steve problems. it was totally worth it was totally yeah. worth the time cuz now it brought us up to 831 at rock 102 this week, it's a Thunderbird Thursday in the Bax and O'Brien Show. Tune in around 745 when we'll give away a prize pack that includes four hats, four koozies, four seats on the glass, and four vouchers good for a free hot dog and soda. Join the T-Birds on Friday, January 28th at 7 as they host the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. It's a Deuces Wild Friday presented by A-Crane Construction with $2 Coors Light Drafts, $2 hot dogs, and $2 sodas through the end of the first period. Stop by early for the MGM Springfield pregame concert series featuring the Jeff and Jay Show. Then come back Saturday the 29th at 7 for the T-Birds and Providence Bruins. It's a Thunderbird Thursday this Thursday with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Duncan has got what you need to get you going. You want to go from, I don't got this, to, I got this. Well, then get this, a bold, smooth espresso drink from Duncan. Like a layered, velvety caramel macchiato, a rich, chocolatey mocha latte, or a creamy, non-dairy oat milk latte, because... This day isn't going to conquer itself. No, you're going to be the one to do that. Take a sip of You Got This with Dunkin' Espresso Drinks. Order ahead on the app, plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Price of participation may vary. If you're looking to work with the pros, Pro Tool is looking for you. Pro Tool in Springfield has several positions available, and the pay is good. You'll need a clean and valid mass license, a mass DOT card, good people skills, and be able to lift 50 pounds. Pro Tool offers a competitive wage, health, dental, and life insurance, a 401k retirement plan, and profit sharing. This is a rare opportunity to join the leader in Pro Tool sales and rentals. To apply, contact Pro Tool at 732 8044. 732 This is John Mayberry, president of Mayberry Material Handling, with a very important announcement for you or someone you know. We are hiring, and I really need your help to take care of our customers. Mayberry Material Handling sells and services equipment used by manufacturers, warehouses, and distribution centers, so we are busier than ever before. To support our growth, we are looking for motivated, mechanically inclined individuals who don't want to work in the same place every day doing the same thing. Mayberry service technicians and installers work at our customers' facilities servicing and installing forklifts, conveyors, dock and door equipment, in-plant offices, mezzanines, high-speed doors, and much, much more. We offer steady year-round work with the opportunity for overtime, career advancement, and competitive pay, as well as a full benefits package including health insurance, paid time off, and a 401k plan with a company match. If you're interested in our service technician or installation positions, learn how you can join our outstanding team of associates at Mayberry.com. That's M-A-Y-B-U-R-Y dot com. Thank you. 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. According to a uh, news release from the Wilbraham Police Department, two people in a vehicle on Sunday morning... Um, I, I read this wrong. I apologize. The Wilbraham Police Department is conducting an investigation following a single car crash... That left one occupant dead on Sunday morning. It happened around 1.30 a.m. near 967 Main Street. According to the news release from the department, two people in the vehicle were transported to a nearby hospital by the Wilbraham Fire Department. One of the victims of the crash was a man who was pronounced dead in the hospital, and the other person is currently being treated. The cause of the accident is still unknown, and the Wilbraham Police, along with the Mass State Police, are investigating. At this time, there is no other information uh, available. There was a house that crashed uh, into a house. or A house? Crashed into a house? A car crashed into a house. Was speed involved? 
Yeah, I think there. I think it was actually. Yeah, I lost my little. Uh, you know, you, you sit at home for that many days. <laughs> I was gonna say. You know. Are you reading the news or your phone? No, I'm actually. No, I wouldn't be able to read it. If oh, I was okay. It I just want to check. The uh, Springfield Fire Department were called to a crash at 43 Harkness Avenue in Springfield last night. The crash, the car crashed into a house and led to one person being transported to a local hospital with uh, with non-life-threatening injuries. At this time, there's no other information regarding the cause of the crash. Uh, it says evening, but what time of the day was this? Because the daylight, when they have the car out there, it must have been like 4.30, Yeah, I think o'clock. it was. I think that's when I got the notification that uh, a car hit a house. Yeah, and uh, did some pretty significant damage to that house, though. Yeah. Even if it's just a corner. And as we, we talked about before, and I think, uh, I think you're right about this, in the event that a car hits a house, the house does have the right of way. It does. And you can't just say, well, the house just jumped out in front of me. Because that doesn't work. It's just like being in Northampton. Those overprivileged people who walk across yeah, those crosswalks right. are like, oh, I don't have to look out for traffic. Yeah. I can just walk across this crosswalk like it's nobody's business. I'm from Northampton. I don't need uh, to be, obey uh, the law. I'm holier than thou. <laughs> I don't. You know, see, that would be like the thing you would think people in Longmeadow do, but they let you walk across any crosswalk in Longmeadow. You know, they're very, um, uh, very, very courteous. Out they there. are courteous. You go to uh, you go to Northampton. They're like, oh, this is my crosswalk. Yeah, they're a little bit more defiant in Northampton, but they've had that forever. Yeah. Where in, in uh, whereas in Longmeadow, yeah, yeah, you don't see that many people really crossing the road until you get say yeah. like around the uh, the uh, the Longmeadow shops. Yeah, and you don't always see people crossing the street for that either. Uh, the Springfield Fire Department was called to a house fire at 439 Hancock Street. <laughs> street. <laughs> it said street. Yeah. The arson and bomb squad were able to put out the fire, and they're currently conducting an investigation to determine the cause of the incident. Uh, and there's no other details. And this happened, uh, when did this happen? This morning, sounds like. And where was this? 439 Hancock Street. <laughs> street. That's so funny when they say street. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I, like, I, okay, the 23rd, that well, was, was yesterday. yesterday. Today's the 24th. 6.05 p.m. All right. Well, and, that's, uh, that's uh, last night. And then it was updated at 7.30 p.m., but no other details. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, Steve, I don't know if you're aware of this. You're not going to get any new details. Probably not. Uh, did you get your W-2s yet? Or no. You, you didn't? I haven't. What's all that about? We got, you know what we got? We got the health insurance thing. Yeah. I got that. Yeah, they handed that out to us on Friday. Well, how come the W-2s don't come along with I them? don't know. That's a, I, That was going to be my next question. I, I was going to march my little little butt upstairs and start uh, demanding uh, some recompense. It's that time of year again when we cross our fingers and hope to get money back after filing our taxes. And for those owed money, the IRS has some pointers when it comes to speedy refunds. You ready? Yes. The majority of Americans are already using direct deposit, but if you aren't, the IRS calls it the best and fastest way to get your tax refund. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't do that at this point. Everything is electronic. Yeah, right. Uh, if you're using tax software, just select the direct deposit uh, the thing. Uh, but it's this year's tax season will begin today, 17 days earlier than last year. Um, Yet they are so backed up that you might not get your refund right away. We have a, uh, a bad habit 
of waiting until like the last possible <laughs> second to submit all of our paperwork. Mm-hmm. It's not like we don't have it all together. We just have a, I don't know. It's just like one of these things where we just, we drag our heels before we submit it. But this year we've been told, don't do that this year. Give me a few days to actually work on it. Yeah. Because we're I'm sick of doing it like uh, on uh, you know April 14th. Right. For you. You're not as special as you think. I get this done ASAP. I don't F around. As soon as I get that W-2, I'm yeah. on the tax thing, and I'm doing it, and I get my refund. And you know what? I respect that. Valentine's I also, I also know you F around a lot of other things, and you know, that's a lot of effing around. Uh, avoiding a paper tax return will be more important than ever this year to avert processing delays. Uh, they urge taxpayers to file returns electronically and get their refunds by direct deposit, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's also important for taxpayers who received the COVID-19 economic impact payment last year who, who got an advanced child tax credit payment to make sure they report the correct amount on their tax returns to avoid processing delays. I just got that letter last week. Was uh, the, uh, yeah, I think I got it, it too. It says however much you've got for your kids. Yeah, we want then, it back. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> It's like this isn't taxable income, but you're going to have to tell us how much you got. Well, shouldn't you know how much you gave me? This is what I don't understand. Do they not? Wh- why does any place like this that is, that is so enormous wouldn't have the information that they delivered a check to you? It seems to me there would be, uh, or there should be, a formula to figure out how much you would get. And as you do your taxes, they should have an understanding of what you earned on that tax credit. Uh, Why I do was, I have to go through all the rigmarole? I wound up, uh, remember I was telling you about my mother's like pension check still coming in? Yeah. And we wanted to put a stop to that because you're going to have to pay that money back if they keep delivering it to you. Sure. And this is when you hear, you know, you hear about, uh, you know, 20 years from now, you hear a story of like, well, this person kept collecting, uh, you know, the... The yeah. bank thing, and they, and they go after yeah. you for fraud, right? Even though it was, you, you've been trying to well, get it stopped, it's they're not going after me for fraud because I made all the right steps in in order to ensure that this finally took place. But my mother died in November. I started calling at the end of November uh, to this railroad retirement place. Nobody answers the phone. I was on. I had six different calls, each one of them lasting up to forty to forty-five minutes each, and Oof. nobody answers the phone. And you can't stay on the phone for that long. You, don't have, like, you can't be on the r- railroad all the live long day. Well, I was doing one of these things where like, I would leave the phone on in the background while I'm doing something else, right. waiting for somebody to come on the line, and nobody ever did. I wound up faxing uh, this thing back in the end of December, and all of us, it was, it was to this Social Security office. And I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to tell somebody that my mother died. And then all of a sudden, then the banks get notified. Like, they have all this information. Why do they what when when somebody dies and a mm-hmm. death certificate is created, does this not go into some database and then say and like that's the first well, thing the first line should be when that death certificate is filed, the IRS is immediately notified saying that this person is now deceased. Well, you know, it like like right after 9/11, if you could if you remember uh, that far back cuz it's been uh, it's been a couple of years. I don't remember. Uh what we learned about that was that government agencies, whether it's law enforcement or anything else, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they all have the same information, 
don't share or communicate at all with each other. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But it's basically the whole red tape and bureaucracy of of government. Where, or, like, Why would this information not be easily shareable in a single database? But it's not. It never is. Yeah, you would think it it would be, and uh, it's not. It's 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 really kind of silly the way they do these things. And yet again, if you were to let that go on for months, then you would be held responsible for not uh, reporting that death. You know, it, part of me thinks that all these government agencies are still operating on Windows ninety five, and they're you know, they're still trying to figure out how to you know how to put things on a floppy disk. For all of us. A floppy disk? A floppy disk. Did you ever touch your floppy disk? I have touched a floppy disk. Yeah? Yes. You don't want to touch the floppy disk. Not necessarily. Not anymore, since it does nothing <laughs> for me. Uh, here's a random question that probably didn't need to be asked, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How long do you have to be in the car before you'd consider it a long car ride? Uh, I'd say an hour. I'd say two hours. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. Someone polled thousands of Americans, and the most popular answer was three hours, but it's close. 16% said two hours, 17% said three, and 16% said four hours equals a long trip. Yeah. See, I say an hour because, you know, that's still, you know, I mean, to me, that's still a lot of time. But, I, you know, I, listen, I've, I've done plenty of road trips where it yeah. took more than a day. Well, depending on what, like, if I had come from my house to here, mm -hmm. at 4.30 in the morning, there's nobody on the road. Going home is a different story. Yeah, then it's a long ride. Yeah, and I am so lucky that I don't ever have to deal with, like, rush hour traffic. And even, like, you know, the only times I usually experience that is, like, I pick the kids up from school on a Friday mm -hmm. and we're going somewhere. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Put the phone back there. <laughs> Uh, don't, don't break your phone again. Well, I use hand gestures while I talk to you, even yes. though nobody can see me other than you. And I'm just doing this, you know, pointing at you. Yeah, but you're hand. emphasizing what you're talking about, right. and I understand it. Uh, so anyway, uh, what were we talking about again? We were talking about this thing. It was really bad. About uh, uh, that happened. And it was like uh, this thing. It's either I <clears> smoke <throat> too much pot or I just don't pay enough attention. Well, it's probably a combination of, of the, probably, the two, yeah, really. Of, of both. I mean, you were talking and I was partially paying attention. Yeah, and you don't even know what I was talking about. Well, you? you were getting to a point. Of what was I talking about? Though? I don't know. You hadn't gotten to that point yet. No, because I knocked the phone off and then I lost my train of thought. That's it. it was you like couldn't get a thing date with a hot babe if you... I lost, lost my train, train of thought. thought. Yeah. Anyway, uh, eight hours or more with 15% of the vote. I was talking about getting here, wasn't I? Yes. I was talking about driving here. Yes. It takes me over an hour to get here, like on a Friday afternoon. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, even in the worst situation, apart from, say, like an accident on a highway, yeah. which, you know, basically shuts everything down, apart from a, an accident, you know, our uh, those those the, the rush hour traffic in this area is really not that bad. No, comparatively to other locations around yeah. the country, when, where you you know you'll be stopped in traffic simply because of the high volume. You won't be there because there's, a, there's an issue. You know, an accident that's different. Uh, you know, if someone's pulled over the road uh, because they've committed a crime, that may be different because everyone's got the little rubbernecking going on. But generally speaking. If it takes you more than 20 minutes to get out of, out of a jam, that's really not that bad. No. You know, I was down uh, a couple of back in October. I was down in Atlanta. 
two miles, right? Yeah. It's 25 minutes to go two miles yeah, because of the traffic. Yeah, there. right. Because there's traffic lights. You know, it's seeming like, wow, it's only a two-mile route. And uh, the way they, they reroute you with all that, you're screwed. I've been in Chicago, one of the largest cities in America, where traffic is simply not moving at all. And it may take you an hour or two to get to the same two miles. Yeah. yeah and that's what they do every day. That's how these people live. And they do it because they love Chicago. They love Chicago? They love Chicago. That's like their favorite city. It's like, but yet, you know, a guy like me living in a small city like Springfield, uh, you know, to me, that's an unsolvable traffic. Oh, you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. You may find myself living in another part of the world. And you may ask yourself, how did I get here? This is not my beautiful wife. This is not my beautiful house. My God, what have I done? It's uh, 22 in downtown <laughs> Springfield, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Attention, New England. Leah.